It's Beat Cop and State Day here on the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and gorgeous and beautiful and lively Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, if you're looking for your MBA and you're looking to get one in just 12 months, only one place to go. It's the University of Louisville School of Business. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out more about the MBA that pays. Get started today. Earn your degree in just one year. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the planet Earth and beyond. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. It's the game of all games tonight. The game of our lives. Louisville, Coppin State, all eyes on the KFC Yum Center tonight at 7 o'clock on the ACC Network Extra. They're going to call it, they're calling it, the biggest game of the college basketball season thus far. More important than Kentucky-Kansas. A bigger deal than Duke-Michigan State. Better than all the Maui Invitational games combined. We've got three hours to get hyped up and talk about it. I can't wait to do it. Before we do any of that, though, got to say hi to Trevor Kelsey, the big guy behind the wall. TK, how are you on this Wednesday afternoon? There's a reason why ESPN and college basketball gave it its spotlight tonight by itself and then make it share it with Kentucky and Kansas, share it with Duke and Michigan State and other teams last night. Thursday night football scared of us. Scared. No, no big games going to be scheduled for the NFL, college. We, we, the spotlight shines on Louisville, Kentucky this evening. I heard a rumor the Mac was thinking about taking the night off. Who? The Mac. Oh, I thought you meant Chris Mack. No, no, he's taking he's like two years off. I was going to say, I was like, I don't get the joke. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, the only joke when it comes to Mac was his performance in his last year at UofL. I take it now. <laughs> Starting off the show on a very positive. Oh, note. it's it's can't stand cop and state day. Beat cop state. Beat, Beat cop, cop state. state. Beat cop state. Oh, 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 I recently, you know, we we've seen Stroud Compton. We if we yell like that, we're gonna get arrested. It does sound like it's some sort yeah. of <laughs> political <laughs> protest. Yeah, we might. We might we're living we, in a cop state. We we I feel like we should have revisited these options again in our chance. Beat CSU. <laughs> Beat the Eagles. You don't want to say that. Well, no, they're not extinct anymore. We can do that, right? Well, you, yeah, me but personally. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah. You're, you're a Birds fan. I thought they were like the – no, that's the, uh, FAMU was the Rattlers. That's right. Correct. You're, you're confusing our guaranteed victories from one season to the next. <laughs> uh, and now tonight is not awesome. We're on stream again tonight, right? We, we have not, oh, we have not got we? yet to reach the level, sadly, that is regular television. We are on ACC Network Extra. Okay. This is, now, our, this is our last non-televised game. Oh, no. 
No, 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 well, sir. Well, because the Texas and Texas, Indiana beatdowns will be on TV. Texas will be on ESPN. I believe the second game, regardless of if we win or not, which is okay, is going to be on ESPNU. I love the, how you question it still. The championship and the the third place game will both be on ESPNU on, on Monday. So we'll we'll be on national TV for the next couple of games. But I mean, we've still got. Can we? I mean, I'd rather put Bellerman. those games on on, the, on streaming for yeah. less people to see in this game on well, national television. We, we still have Bellerman, which will be on ACC Network Extra, Arkansas State, and Pepperdine. Who is Pepperdine? Look, look, you. We got this one circled tonight for sure. Pepperdine has not won a road game since 2019, I believe. They've lost like 26 consecutive true road games. Oh, you told me is it's about times for changing. I'm circling that bad boy. We want the waves. We want them in our building. We'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, we, we've got to. It is another ACC network extra. I, when you said streaming, I thought you meant are we going over to like? I assume we'll be joining 970 at some point. Which I, I mean, do we have to? Like, do they, do they even want us over there? <laughs> Does that mean we should get all the wackiness out before like four thirty ish five? No, I say we're gonna do whatever we want today. <laughs> it's Coppin State Day. Are you sure? Because I mean, I had I got like a nice little story from last night. That's what. Yeah, go for it. What, what were you up to last night? <laughs> well, what about you? I mean, did you have a good night? I went straight from here. I actually forgot about it until I was got in the car. Uh, we went straight from here to the, the, the Elon Library. Had a nice little nutcracker reading night for kids. Elon story, like Musk? Elon. Uh, oh. Story time. And Virginia and John and, and my niece Audrey really enjoyed it. They, they got to oh, listen yes. to characters that were dressed up, that, I guess, that are in the actual nutcracker ballet at uh, Center for the Arts. Come and like in, in character read some of the nutcracker for kids. And then they got to go make an, an ornament. And they got to have hot chocolate, which was basically for my kids like, Eating marshmallows and chocolate chips out of a cup, which was great at eight o'clock. Are you a hot chocolate with water or with milk? Milk. Not oh, good. Good. You're no, not a obviously. sociopath. Yeah, yeah. hot chocolate with water. What are you doing? I know. I mean, I'm not living on the streets, am I? But it was lovely. I mean, at one point, like you know, John. Most of the kids were like probably like four, five, six, and you know, it was you know, it was when you get kids of that age together, it's just always going to be a cluster. Like kids are running for their moms; they're not sitting down. But at one point, John, like just in the middle of the reading, just gets up and like sprints back towards us. We were in the back and it's like an aisle of parents. And he's like just high-fiving everybody like the, the GD Ultimate Warrior coming down like the, the, the old WWE. Well, I'm, he's like sprinting back and forth just giving high fives. I'm, I'm picturing like, the it, man. kid and Jerry Maguire when he's on, getting off the, in the airport and he's on like the conveyor and he's high-fiving. She's like, Ray! Ray! He's on the conveyor high-fiving everybody. He's moving a lot faster. <laughs> he, he was, it, was, it was very much more of like a wrestling like coming out to the ring to like break up Hulk Hogan's getting like just destroyed by Sergeant Slaughter. Here comes the warrior, like out of from the back. Like that was that was John last night. He was enjoying it. He was having a good time. But it was not paying much attention to the nutcracker story. That's my boy. I, I said it before I'll say no, it again. No, we don't we don't we don't we don't we don't concern ourselves with ballets. I feel like we have this conversation every December I've had on the radio before. Like maybe it's an unpopular opinion. Nutcracker sucks. Nutcracker, oh, yeah. it, it's not good. I've been before. You think it's gonna be like it's just it's it's weird anyway. The, the the fact that it's like a Christmas theme doesn't make it any better. It's so long. The Nutcracker's terrible. I told you in the in the short, unfortunately, fifteen years that I was alive for my grandparents to both be alive with me, they were the perfect couple, except for when she made him go the Nutcracker. And I never saw my grandfather so angry. Nutcracker sucks. He was like, I could be home watching the Cubs game right now. It's you know? so long. Or it's so, whatever, so boring. Something. I could be doing some whatever. I was. I can't remember. It's so weird. So mad. It's just not good. And then he it's got mad good. because she made me go. He's like, you're bring the, the grandkid with this. What? I mean, we're gonna get him taken away. Well, you go to the center for the arts, and like, you know, <laughs> it's seen as like this thing to do around Christmas time, and you know, bring kids, bring bring your little girl. She loves ballet, and they're so bored. Like the kids are. It, it's there's no there's no action. There's no singing. It's just it's a whole bunch of nothingness, and every now and then a little bit of dancing and in, in, in tutus. 
It, it, it's it sucks. I mean, well, yeah. What do I got to do to get a teapot and a kettle and, and a candlestick to dance together here? The gigantic rat is cool, but that's, that's <laughs> when the rat king comes out. That's cool, but that's that's about it. It sucks. It's terrible. I mean, what's our next suggestion? Take the kid to see Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Anyways, that was our that <laughs> uh, was our Tuesday night, and then we'll talk a little bit about the sports because I, I I did watch a solid amount of college I, basketball last as night. As did I, and, I, and you know, it was my night, and my story would be. I, I do want to get into that too because there was, you know, the it was fun watching, you know. Hunter Dickinson become the Kansas Christian Leitner last well, night in the night. I've got. We'll talk more in depth yeah. about it in a second. But well, I've, got, I've got one gigantic takeaway from last night. It's it's, it's this. Hold on. It's okay. this. It's down year for the sport. <laughs> it always has been, right? No, just the last couple of years. It, it, it's a down year for the sport. Who, who even cares about college basketball? It's mm-hmm. pathetic. These are supposed to be the best teams. I I see no difference between Team One and Three Sixty Two this year. I think you'll see that tonight. It's Coppa State's yeah. going to come in here. They're going to play pretty well. They're I mean, going to look just as good as I, Kansas I did last night. Assume a ranked three sixty three. No, no, <laughs> but there is no three sixty three. No, there is now. <laughs> it's down here for the sport. Who even cares? Everybody's everybody's bad. Nobody worse than any other is my big takeaway. Anyway, continue. if I cared, I wouldn't have watched three hours reruns of seventy sitcoms last night. Well, you do that anyway. Well, no, I mean, well, because I, I did it. It's starting at midnight too, roughly. So and yeah, so after I watched the basketball game, it was a good night in the Kelsey Manor last night. I had a good fulfillment, you know, and watched some basketball, got that in, you know, even despite the fact that it's being a down year. Enjoyed Hunter's little being the new victim, as I said, the, the new Kansas Christian Leitner over there playing oh, that he's, role. He's trying. He's desperately trying to be it, and I love it. Uh, the poor man's version, I guess you could say, because he didn't have all the accolades. But anyway, then I watched that stuff. So, but, but basketball, that's, that's all the boring stuff, really. Then we'll get into all that later, and we'll talk cop and stay. You, you want you want a little story time? Of course. You want? Are you ready? You ready to take your mind off Coppin State for a few minutes? Not really, but okay. Okay, here we go. I'm very focused on Coppin State. Well, keep keep it focused for the for when we're on the other channel when people other people are listening and want to hear about it. Right now, nobody wants to hear about Coppin State and Kenny Payne and w- what he's doing with it. We're going to a basketball game. We we I want you to get comfortable. Take your mind off of it. Have a seat on the floor there, kiddos. You know, cross leg and guess what time it is? Story Wait. time with TK, baby. We haven't had this in a while. Oh, sponsored by no one. And soon you'll find out why. Lazy boy. <laughs> was that my last story time with TK was the lazy boy? Yeah, it was like last week. <laughs> so, okay. So, I do all my stuff last night. Let's fast forward to the winding down the evening here. I'm laying in bed. It's like 4, 4.30 in the morning. You know, just, just chilling, you know, eating some salami and cheese and scrolling through my phone. You know, do, doing what most middle-aged men do. It, you as know, one does. As one does. Nothing, nothing spectacular. Just, you know, as the kids would say, chilling. You know, just kind of learning the new memes of the day. You know, picking up on the, the cool gifts and stuff. Finding out what 90s, you know, sitcom star I'd be in them quiz. And as I'm going through there, I noticed uh, right, you know, right after, you know, one of the thousandth ad of, you know, selling a picture of my dog on a, as a cartoon on a sweater to me, uh, is one of those, like, uh, fan sites. And Well, what kind of fan sites? Well, I'm, I'm not even a member of the site. But I want before I even tell you the site, I, w- I, w- I want to put this out. I want to precursor the story with this. Oh, so it is that type that type of thing. No, it's not that type of site there, Mike. Oh. <laughs> That's on Facebook, I said. <laughs> then again, that could be questioning. Targeted ads. <laughs> That's a good point. What about Target, though? All right, so over the years, I think it's safe to say I have made intellectual comments that, along with the, the proof of the state, that I'm, I'm not Lenny Small, but let's just say I'm not Stansberry material, okay? I think, that, that, I think that last line just confirmed that. I think that's that's pretty much we we can we can safely say that, right? You know, I'm not I'm not bad, but I'm not that, you know. But like if the world was built around around What are you trying to say right now? Hold on, listen. If the world was built around the the Seinfeld trivia, 
I would be on the Manhattan Project. Okay, I would. I would. I don't know what a perfect score in an ACT would be, but I would get it if the ACT was about Seinfeld. Can you agree to that? You know, you know Seinfeld well. I know Seinfeld well. So that being said, as I'm scrolling, and again, right behind this ad, trying to sell me another sweater of a picture of my dog on it, I I notice like this one of these fan pages, and it's like it's Seinfeld fanatics or something, and it's an ad saying. New reveal of how Kramer has been able to afford his apartment all through Seinfeld. Okay. Did you know about this? No. I, nor did I. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, okay, what, what's this? It's like Kramer does a crossover and reveals how he could always afford his apartment in Seinfeld. And it's like the link, click on the link in the comments. And so I go in there and it's like, there's like 800 comments. I'm like, I don't have time to scroll through this. So I'm like, okay, I do what any other middle-aged man do, does in this time. I just go to Google, right? Mm-hmm. And I type in, you know, Kramer apartment, how Kramer got his apartment, something like that. And the first thing is like, oh, is YouTube links to Kramer crossover Mad About You. Okay. Now, I never watched Mad About You. When it I was watched that. it a little bit on like syndication. Okay. I, I never watched it because it was Mad About You. I mean, I, if I wanted to watch Paul Reiser, I'd put in two, my two dads. And, or Helen Hunt, I watched Twister. So I'm like, oh. Okay, maybe, and so I'm thinking, you know, reboots are the thing, right? This is all new, current, cool stuff. Everybody's rebooting everything, right? Right. So I'm assuming that, you know, Paramount, to, you know, did it for the content and rebooted, you know, Mad About You, and Kramer was on it. So I'm like, okay, so then, I, you know, before I watched the video, all these links, like Reddit's are like comments from like this last year, within, I mean, this summer and up. And I'm like, okay, so I, I click on the YouTube video, and it's like a three and a half minute video. Of Kramer, it's literally explaining how Kramer got his apartment uh, from a cameo he did on Mad About You. And all it says is Mad About You Season 1, Episode 8, The Apartment. I'm thinking, okay, this is this is crazy. So, and do you want a spoiler alert, by the way? Sure. Paul Reiser, it was his bachelor pad, and he gave it to Kramer. And he, Kramer was just le- living there for him while he was living with Helen Hunt. And when he decided to move in with Helen Hunt, he gave him the apartment. He could have it for free. That's how he, that's how he lived there. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. They're not, they 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 top these loose ends. So I go online. I'm looking through, and I, I stop on one of these articles. I think it's by Looper, I think it was. And I'm going through it, and I'm reading it. It's talking about the, all these theories for years of how you know Kramer could afford it, and how they're being, you know, what what these theories. These some of them were crazy, some were insane, some were, were dark. And it was like, and it's now been revealed thanks to a Mad About You cameo. And I'm like, okay, well, this is crazy. And at the very last paragraph struck me. My originally was. I'm just going through and I'm like, this is insane. I'm about to, you know, and the very last paragraph goes, then six years later, Jerry did a cameo on Mad About You. I'm like, wait a minute, six years later? This is like 2023. That'd be 2029, right? I mean, 13 in math, six plus 23. So I, I find, go through it again. It turns out this cameo was from 1992. So for 31 years, this secret has clearly been out there. And yet apparently since no one cares about Mad About You, no one's known this until now. Hmm. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, this, this article is talking as if this was like some hidden footage of the gold found between Oliver North's, you know, stash and, and, and the, the Jesus Christ Superstar 2. Like, what, 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 how is this? Look at 14 and a half million people watched the episode. 14 and a half million. Are they all dead? Where are they? Are they I mean, how, how have I never known that Kramer. Did a cameo 31 years ago on Mad About You to reveal a secret, uh, like kind of under secret about Seinfeld, and I've never known it. Yeah, I mean, I, where where where, is, where are these where are these 14 that million? That's more people than watched the most NBA Finals games last year. Watched this one episode. 
I, I just do it. I'm seeing a lot of stuff about it. Apparently, a lot of people did know, and Magus, we were just kind of in the dark. But like people, look at some of the uh, this this Looper article I read was from this summer. <laughs> it was like, and it's written as if this was some brand new breaking material. It's not like it was hidden. The show's been on DVDs for decades. Apparently, Mad About You also was a, a show on Seinfeld in the Seinfeld universe. Yes. Yeah, there, I know there was like links because it came on Thursday nights the same. And I do know the story of the whole Blackout Thursday thing that NBC did back in the 90s where they, they wanted all four of their Thursday shows to have a blackout theme. And Seinfeld was like, uh, bite me. And they did The Gymnast instead. Hmm. Which, if you if you remember, there's a the, the, the one that Friends did was when Chandler got stuck in the ATM with the model. Okay. And uh, that was their blackout version, and Mad About You did one, and apparently it was some like, a crappy show that never made it, that did it too. But. So there's all these theories, I guess, that, that but Seinfeld, apparently, Friends, and Mad About You all exist in the same universe. Because yes. There's, NBC universe. Yeah, because Jamie appeared in an episode of Friends and mistook Phoebe for Ursula. Like they, they, There are all these crossovers. But here's the weird thing. I mean, Jerry, Courtney Cox was one of his girlfriends on Seinfeld. She wasn't Monica. Very good point. So I'm kind of calling BS on this. I didn't know, I, and when and I was late to the friends, and my buddy of mine Yates, uh, if he's listening, credit to you, uh, he's the one that pointed out the whole mad about you Ursula Phoebe thing. That apparently she was, yeah. They almost had to kind of do it because I guess she was a character on Mad About You first, and then, and then they hired the act, you know, Lisa Kudrow, and they were mm-hmm. like, well, we got to explain it somehow. But the Seinfeld one, I mean, like I just, this is like kind of a mind blowing Seinfeld thing. Like, if you're a big Seinfeld guy, this is. I wouldn't call it a holy grail, but this is kind of a big news, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and here it is. It's been 31 years, and no one knows. Um, this is how my night, this is where my night ended last night. It was, I was blown away. This was like, four, I was like five in the morning. I'm laying in bed. I'm like, where, where am I in life? Text line is is not thrilled, thrilled with the story. Well, what do you expect? It started out with me eating homemade Lunchables in bed at four in the morning. How excited do you want it to be? Texas says this story sucks. Texas says the phrase "get to the point" was specifically created for Trevor's story to kick off the show. That's a good text. Texas says there is well just no way that this story is worth it. <laughs> Texas says Jesus, that story was terrible. Please no more. Okay. You know what? I, you, everyone, you are welcome. Because you know what I just did. I made you watching Louisville basketball tonight more tolerable. Texas TK is in the middle of the Kramer story. I'm just waiting for Mike's response to be 414-1450. (laughs) (laughs) Texas TK, I read that article last night too, and I never knew that either. Thank you. Texas says... One one out of six is (laughs) bad. Texas says, who who the bleep cares, Trevor? Texas, I hate the phrase six of sports, but I would rather hear sports than cameos about TV shows nobody under 35 watched. (laughs) Texas, maybe we don't do Trevor's story time again for a few more years. <laughs> now you know why it's not sponsored by anyone. Texas, don't worry. We all know where you are in life, TK. I didn't think it. I thought it was interesting, especially for Seinfeld and aficionados like myself. I mean, Trevor's story time is great when it's something that directly involves you. Like, like you know, getting, what did involve me? getting yourself stuck in a chair was great. If you actually ever fly this drone, I can't wait to hear about it. Taking the <laughs> ACT was wonderful. You finding out <laughs> the backstory, some obscure backstory between that links Seinfeld and Mad About You it doesn't need to be drawn out for ten minutes. It was a slow Tuesday night. <laughs> it, was a, it was a slow Tuesday night. So, did that happen before or after you watched a little college hoops last night? Oh, that was this was like four. That was just like four four thirty in the morning. Okay, so yeah, I'd already like I said, I was already chilling. I was eating some homemade lunchables and just kind of you know, hanging out. 
Mom's staying over at, at, out of the house, so she you know, had the door open. The dogs were roaming the house. It was a good, it was a clean night. So temporarily putting aside my down year for college basketball jokes, <laughs> it was a fun night of college basketball. I, I can say that. Duke, I, it was a good night of gambling for me. Almost a great night of gambling for me. I took Duke to cover against Michigan State. That. I told you the lock of the century was the over in the, the, the Kansas-Kentucky game. Yeah, well, I wish you'd remind me that the, the line wasn't the lock because I got Kansas at five and a half. Yeah, Ooh, that's bad. I'm yeah. sorry. That's one of those double-edged swords where you're, like, you're happy Kentucky loses, but then you didn't cover. The over was the biggest bet I've made yet so far. Like, I, I was like, there's no way this doesn't hit. I felt good about it. I talked about it on BetQL Daily. Like, I, I was like, I'm all in on this. I did not bet, can't, but I, I did do a, a a parlay that had Duke covering the over, um, UC Irvine covering against USC, which they ended up winning outright, and then South Dakota to cover against DePaul. And wouldn't you know it, the one time DePaul plays a halfway decent game this year. South Dakota? At, go Coyotes. Yeah, I, have, I, I, have a, I have a Coyotes basketball long sleeve t-shirt. I'm, Who, I'm all in. Who's their 6'7 uh, linky white dude that can score? You're thinking of South Dakota State. Oh, my That's bad. not South Dakota. How dare I South, Dakota's, those... South Dakota's much more little guards that can shoot threes. It's, I was going to say it's more urban. No. Well, their team does it is a lot less white than South Dakota State and it's, North Dakota State. Is that the, the, the correct way of saying it now? I love Summit basketball. But they, it, South Dakota ended up like, I'm like follow, I'm like watching Louisville. I mean, not Louisville, Kentucky, Kansas, with like the play-by-play of DePaul, South Dakota, in the final minute on my laptop, like living and dying. They end up the spread was eight and a half, so all they needed to do was lose by eight. And they're going back and forth. They missed a layup that would have cut it to eight. I think they ended up losing by ten and killed the parlay. It would have been a, a big time hit, but those late free throws would kill uh, basketball betting. It's, it's, it's so it just stressful. Wasn't worth it. yeah. I mean, the thing was like South Dakota was up with like three minutes to go in the first half, and I'm like easy money. I had the cash out option for like a solid amount. I was like, yeah, maybe, but I feel pretty good about the other bets. And then DePaul ended the first half on like a thirteen nothing run, and I was like, well, not great, but it's still DePaul. They still suck, and they ended up covering. So that that blew my bet to smithereens. But I thought that Duke yeah. and Michigan State. You should know better than I even touch DePaul anymore. I should. I mean, but, they're, they're going to do whatever they can to make your life miserable. Well, I mean, before. Two years ago, they were doing whatever they could to make my life great, and now it's like everything else. I think that's the moment that Louisville basketball got ruined. When we lost to DePaul, we, like, nothing good has happened since we lost to DePaul. You forget, like we'd won the Baja, uh, the Bahamas championship. We were okay. Like There, there was talk that maybe, maybe we, like could, Baja boys. we could flirt with the, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament that year, and then we lose to DePaul, and it's like, well, it's over. Everything's over. And since then, nothing has been good. That's it's been true, terrible. Yeah. That's, that's true. I got sick. Like DePaul ruined my life. DePaul winning that game. Maybe the December 9th is the chance to like reset everything right. Maybe if we go up there and we win that one game, I'll get healthy. The basketball program will stop being an abject failure. DePaul will fans will, will slink back to oblivion. Like who who knows? Maybe that's what we need to do to, to, to right the world. In the curse. I think so. I think it's, it's like hocus pocus. We've lit the candle. Now we've got to find a way to, to I mean, they are the blue devils. To redo this. But the the Duke game, well they're not the blue devils, the blue demons. Oh, that's right. That's right. They, 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 Same that's the reason why no one respects them. They can't even keep their name. The Duke, Michigan State, a little disjointed. Duke does wind up pulling away. Michigan State does this thing every year where they're just kind of, eh, they look like whatever in November and end up being good once they get to conference play. They'll be fine. They just they can't shoot right now. Kentucky, Kansas. Yes, good I'm, game. I may have to walk back some of my preseason Kentucky takes that got, you were gone for that whole thing where KRC is playing my comments about UK on the on their show and Scoots is like 
taking shots at me a little bit, but then he's doing my show later and kind of walking it back. TJ called you out. You were like, I never picked him to be top five. And you're like, wait a minute, I picked him to be number two. I, I picked him to be number two. <laughs> well, my bad. Last year, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah. TJ was like, "You." He's like, "You didn't have him top five. You said I was like, "Yes, I did." Like, no, you said you. No, it was the other way around. You said you didn't. Yes, I did. My thing was, I said I had him in the final four, and TJ's like, you, "He's like, you said you had him top five. and I was like, "I said I had him in the final four, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, "I had him number two, so I was right both ways. Like, I overhyped Kentucky even more than I thought. That part you did. Yeah, they were trying to do the thing where it was like, you, you always think Kentucky's not going to be good. I'm like, I've been very, very high on the last two years, and they've not been. They've, they've made me look dumb by not being as good as I thought they were going to be. This year, to my defense, like I had him at 25 in my preseason rankings. That was before they got Trey Mitchell, who I do think makes a huge difference for them. But I still thought they were going to be kind of like, eh, you know, top 20-ish team around there. Not a realistic threat to win a national title. Not a realistic threat to go to a Final Four unless things just like really broke their way in the bracket. And they looked much better than I thought they were going to be last night. Like the freshmen are further along. You, you, You know, they look dynamic in the Global Jam a little bit that I saw when they were playing in Canada, but how much can you really take away from that? Their first two opponents were nobodies. No, it's not. So last night was the first real chance to see them, and look, I mean, they almost beat the number one team in the country with a 1-for-18 performance from their two biggest NBA prospects. Like, DJ Wagner was was bad last night. There's no way around it. If he plays a halfway decent game, they probably win. Oh, he did hit a shot. I must have gone to the bathroom during that. Yeah, I think that I think that was it. He was like over nine or something like at one. He point. He was bad, and they just like yeah. they kept trying. I mean, Cal, like, Cal, I would have been losing my mind as a Kentucky fan. Uh, it, some of the most critical points of the game, like Cal had these lineups on the floor that just like I, I get it. Like it's probably well, what you no see in practice. Either, really. It's probably what you see in practice. But at that point in time, you've got to react to what's happening in the game. And he just refused to to ride the hot hand at any point last uh, last night, which would have just driven me crazy. And then Kentucky kind of fell apart in the the final minutes, the way that we've seen them fall apart in some big-time games the last few years. They missed their last eight shots. So I get why I didn't hear KRC this morning, but I saw TJ's tweeting last night where he basically was like, you know, people are taking these moral victories away from last night's game. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a – you had the number one team in the country down by 14. You had them down late, and you found a way to lose. Like, it's a disappointing game for me. Like, there there are things to be excited about moving forward, but the overall sentiment for me is disappointment. And, like – I get that to an extent. I do think, and maybe that's just because TJ and some of the other guys had much higher expectations for this team. Like, I thought they were going to be just kind of like a, a good, not great team that finishes fourth in the SEC and then maybe goes to a Sweet 16 but never really flirts with a, a championship. They looked, I mean, Dillingham is really, really good when, when he's good. Uh, Reed Shepard is, is much more college-ready than I thought he was going to be. I see why. For a while there when I was listening to people talk about him after their first couple games, I thought they were just doing the white UK basketball player thing because they're like he just makes everybody better. Everything and I'm like he scored not, three not, points. Not, so I was like, what? I'm looking at the box score. I'm like, you guys are just like everything he does. You're like, oh, he's it, it just we, we don't turn the ball over when he's on the floor. There, he's getting his. I'm, I'm looking at box scores. I'm like, he took three shots and made one. What are you guys talking about? And then I actually watched him play last night, and I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Not it's to, pretty good to label the poor guy, but I always like to say, oh, he's the John Hood. He's way better than John Hood. Oh, because I just, I just remember my friends like, John Hood, he's, this kid can play. Man, watch him. And I just remember watching him once in high school. I'm like, this dude has no business in Kentucky. I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? No, he, Reed Shepard is, is much, much better than John Hood. He definitely, Todd Tackett. He, 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 he runs things well. He definitely has a great feel for the game. And he made the only shot that he missed last night was the shot that he, people were giving him crap for taking that shot. I was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, there was four seconds left at that point. Like, you know, 
it's either him force something up or somebody else is forcing something up. It, um, it's a nice change of pace not to see Antonio Reeves brick a, a clutch shot, though. I took 25 shots left. I mean, you know it's a big game and Antonio Reeves just, shoots like 4 of 40. Some of the ones that he took, too, where he was like, <laughs> it's my time. Like, Kansas was seizing momentum. He like took a step back three that missed by seven feet to the left. I was like, Jesus, buddy. Like, pull it back a little bit. He was 3 of 17 from three. They took 38 threes as a team. Cal really trying to shut up the people who are saying that he's not utilizing the the, the analytics as, as much as he should. Uh, they took a ton of outside shots. They got it inside as much as they could without having a true center. But, I mean, it was the, the, the most obvious key to the game was the determining factor. Kentucky had no center. Kansas has arguably the best center in the country, and Hunter Dickinson mm-hmm. scores 27 points and gets 21 rebounds. And I did love in his postgame interview on the court that in his first answer, like the second sentence of his first answer, he brings up the fact that he's like, you don't have the most wins in the history of the NCAA basketball if, you, if you're not Kansas. Like, <laughs> he goes right for the throat of UK, knowing that they technically lost the, the, the history with their, oh, their yeah. NCAA punishment. Like, he is, he's actively trying to be Christian as, as big of a villain as he possibly can. He like, wants to be the new bad guy. He's, he's Grayson Allen, except Grayson Allen, I feel like, never embraced it. He just did this little stuff and then was kind of upset that he got painted unfairly, he thought, uh, nationally. Like... Hunter Dickinson's going out of his way to take every shot he possibly can at everybody, and it's good for the sport. Like he, hit, I don't know if you saw, he hit the three at the very end of the first half. Oh, he did the that's all. He does like yeah. a halfway like DX crotch chop, a three hand <laughs> thing. And I'm like, you're down by seven, and he's still doing it. I was like, this is. It was kind of a mix between. I thought he was trying to do the shoot arrow mixed with the crotch chop. It's exactly well, he was doing he was doing like <laughs> the, the three to the dome, but like doing like the crotch chop with it. Okay, that's what I couldn't figure out. Okay. And I was like, I mean, it's a ballsy move to do when you're you're down seven to a, a team that's ranked 16 spots lower than you on a neutral court, but he's a bold man. I mean, he's yeah. Hunter Dix is he's gonna be that guy. There's, you know, there's always those guys like that. Universe are hated by everybody except for the fan base he plays for. Oh yeah. He's like you know your Tyler Hansborough, your Demarcus Cousins, your basically any white dude that plays a Duke. You know that's 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 what Hunter Dickerson's going for. I mean, that's that's what he's gonna be. He's gonna he's gonna be that role right now. No one likes him except for Kansas fans. Yeah, I mean, he, he took shots in Michigan when he transferred. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, he's he's he. He made no friends in the Big Ten the entire year. He, he choked out a dude in their first game against a nobody. In the middle of he brings up his. He's like, this, uh, hey, we can come back from 10 nothing in a title game. This team can. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's going all in with the villain role, and I kind of appreciate it at some point. Like, yeah, college, I don't mind it. College basketball needs characters, and he's he's willing to play that role, which is something. But where are you? And he's good. Where are you overall? I don't really know where you were going into the season on UK, but where are you after watching them play last night? I mean, I'm just knowing that I don't have no intention of watching us play them in, in, in later this year. I mean, they're gonna just, they're gonna cream us by forty. Other than that, I, I had no expect. This is that was last night. It was actually my first time really watching UK. And uh, I think they're going to end up uh, hating the. They're end up going to be a right Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight team, depending on the the draw. But when they come up against a more matched opponent, I think guys like Reeves are going to shoot them out of the game. I'm still. Sp- and I'm I'm still mostly- I know I've made this reference to, to Trey White, but I'm going to break it again. I'm, I'm flashing back to 1995, a good UK team running into like a town North Carolina team, and a guy like Roger Groach shooting one for 19. And trust me, Kentucky fans, tell me if you've heard this before about Antonio Reeves. When it comes down to it, that's he's. I think he's going to be the Achilles heel of this team in the tournament. I do wonder if at some point Cal will kind of pull the reins back on him when these freshmen get a little bit more uh, because. Look, he, I mean, Edwards is a guy that people have talked about as potentially the number one pick in the draft. I don't think he'll end up being that, but he's been discussed there. DJ Wagner was the most sought-after recruit in America for the bulk of his high school career. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wonder if when those guys start playing a little bit more, if, if we don't see Cal 
deep in conference play, being like, hey, and Antonio, love that you came back. I, I know you were the leading scorer on our team last year, but we've got we we can't be a national title winning team with you hoisting 17 threes. Yeah, this is we're not you know we're not a middle middle level team in the MAC. You know, you can't just come out there and take these shots. We we have time right, and I'm be interested to see also when they get their big guys back too. How that that kind of fluctuates with the team in the playing time as well. We don't even know if the big guys are good. That's true. I mean, we don't. I mean, but I mean, if anything, as long as you're, I don't want to say, I mean, capable of maybe just block, blocking out and rebounding on yeah. occasion, you've it'll, got you got the perimeter players that you know you you can match with it. Allowing Mitchell to play in, in his natural spot also will help a lot. Like I think that they'll be better for sure, but it will be an adjustment period. I mean. I mean, if you made me if you're like Trevor, what seed do you think Kentucky be? I'd say your ceiling would be a probably a two, with more likely probably landing around a four or five when it's in solid said and done. I'm still there too, but having said that, they're they're better than I thought they were going to be, especially this early in the season. I can hold my hand up and say I had them undervalued going into the year for sure. At least it looks that way right now. They have a schedule coming up where they don't play a ton of good teams. I think they play Miami in the SEC ACC Challenge, which we don't know anything about. But they will before mm-hmm. then. They get uh, Stonehill, which everybody's playing Stonehill for some reason this year. St. Joe's, who's not good. It. Marshall, who's who's way down. And then they'll get Miami. All those games are at home. Curious to see how they, they fare against Miami because uh, Miami's got guards that can definitely compete with their guards. They right now have not played a ton of defense. They got a big time scare from FIU the other night. But that will be that'll be a, a test for Kentucky, I think. And, and if they win that game handily, I'll be pretty impressed. But it was a it was a fun night of basketball. I, I hated to do the thing. I did love like uh, our group chat was like just refusing to acknowledge like UK Kansas like that was happening and how good they looked. It was just like <sighs> now, I didn't watch as much as the Michigan State game because I was watching more Marquette Illinois. I didn't watch any Marquette Illinois. Well, and, and I was watching that because I was and I was also watching the Western game because I was running the, the our commercials on the Western game last night. How did they play last night? That was a good game. They beat uh, they beat uh, Steve Prom and Murray State. Oh, they did. Yeah, game. They were they were down and early in the game and came back and won the game. I almost bet on that one because the spread was like one. I, and didn't I see stayed the line. away from it. Yeah, it was, it was real tight. But I still don't. I mean, Steve Lutz is. is I don't. I don't know what to think of him as a coach. Uh, they've got talent for sure. They always do. We'll see what happens this year. But I did. I, listen to Jack I did Eden's, watching Jack Eden play. I did listen a little to the Bellarmine Chattanooga. Our, our boy James Spears. Well, I refuse to call John now. Was on the call. And oh yeah. I listened to a little bit of it when we were driving to the library. And it was, I mean, was not lost on me, and it was not lost on a lot of Louisville fans that Bellerman, you know, people were doing the thing where it's like, at this same point in the game where Louisville trailed by 18, Bellerman leads Chattanooga by two. And I was like, well, this is this is not a great look. Uh, Bellerman ultimately, again, a true road game at Chattanooga, fought hard. Uh, w- w- they were in the game for the, the pretty much the entirety of it, ended up losing by eight. But they played Chattanooga closer than we did in a true road game. Which I want to lose to Bellerman. Does not, I don't think, well, I mean, Bellerman is well. You don't think what you didn't think we were going to lose them last year either. I didn't. Yeah. Bellerman is, is. I mean, they're they're zero and three right now. They I mean, they were competitive against Kansas State. They were not competitive against Washington. Like nor would we. I think they're a year away from being legit contenders again in the in the A Sun. But I mean, hell yeah. I mean, we'll see what we do tonight. If we if we lose to Coppin State, I'll be like, we're not winning another game. Yeah, but they're 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 a year away from, from being contenders because of the. Their lack of talent, but you can make up for that with good coaching in, in this level, and we saw that last year with Bellarmine versus Louisville. I think it's more inexperience. Like they have a, a lot of guys who are like, like the Suter kid's been their best player. He's a sophomore. I think Ben yeah. Johnson's going to be fantastic. Our He's a sophomore. Like all of their best players are sophomores. Like they, they, Tipton is good, and he, he's he's experienced. But like you know, Scotty's best teams are 
senior, junior laden yeah, yeah. guys who've been in that system for a long time. Like, I think they'll be there next year. But right now, he'll definitely get the most out of them, for sure. All right, we got to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little CFP rankings that came out last night. A little bit of a shock for some people. Uh, we we kind of thought it may be possible. We talked about it on yesterday's show. We'll react to that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a, mon- on a Wednesday here on 1450. The Big X. We ba da ba da ba ba. Yeah, this is uh, this is a uh, black thing. So strange that you like a K-pop. Ba da ba da ba da. That's Korean for whistle. We're back in the Mike Rutherford Show Wednesday edition here on 1459. He's one of the big acts. We try to pick ourselves up and move past Trevor's terrible story time. Oh come on, it wasn't that. You learned something. I got texts from friends that were like, "What is this?" Oh come, I wasn't my worst. It was bad. I mean, again, it was it was a Tuesday night. It was like four in the morning. It was I thought it was something new. It was more just the delivery. It could have been like a thirty second, like oh, like that's cool. I didn't know that. Well, you, you hyped it up too much. <laughs> it was poor delivery, poor storytelling. No, no, I disagree. You it, you didn't have to be poor storytelling. It's be just I hyped it up. I could still be told well, right? It was not told well. So which one was it? Both. I hate you. Sorry. Damn it, Mike, why you gotta, why you gotta rain on my parade? Last night, the new CFP rankings came out at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Louisville did rise, which we expected. Uh, they're number 9 in both the AP and the coaches poll. They only jumped a spot to number 10 in the CFP rankings. The cards, we talked about this possibility yesterday. The cards were jumped by 8-2 and two Missouri. So Louisville now, still the lowest ranked one loss. You that, by the way. Yes, yeah, still the lowest ranked one loss team, but now behind a two loss team. Sitting at number 10. I don't, I mean, this is one of those things that it will take care of itself. If you beat Miami and you beat Kentucky, you're going to move back in front of Missouri. Like, you, you, you won't be, they won't have you at 11 and 1 behind a, a 10 and 2 team. It's just not going to happen. But I do like that maybe it serves as a little bit of extra motivation for our guys. The spread for Saturday's game against Miami has been moving towards the Canes. I think Miami's a favorite now at most books. Like, people think that. Miami's going to win this game. I, I, I'm definitely worried about this game on Saturday. Anything that could potentially serve as like a little extra oomph, an, an extra nudge, I'm for it. So maybe this will will fire up the guys a little bit more than they already were. I think they were going to be ready regardless. But Louisville sits at, at number ten now. It's still it's very cool to be sitting here on Wednesday, November fifteenth, talking about a top ten Louisville football team. We haven't been able to do that since 2016. It's I mean. There are still crazy scenarios out there for winning a conference championship. Still scenarios out there for you know being in contention for the playoff. Like it's all it's all still very fun. 
But I was there was a part of me last night. I tried not to get too worked up, but when I saw Missouri pop up in front of us, I was like, hmm. Don't care for it. Don't don't care yeah. for it one bit. SEC biased. And they I know that they just they blasted Tennessee, but their only other ranked win is over Kansas State. Like is that is having two ranked wins really enough to overcome the fact that they have a whole extra loss than we do? I know they played Georgia close, and that's a big deal, but. But then Kansas State, Kansas State now, and you know I like Kansas State. Don't get me wrong, but they don't they have two losses as well. Kansas State has, I think, three losses. Don't they have, yeah, I was gonna say they they're seven and three. They've been yeah. I mean, just because I mean, I think Kentucky might have been ranked two when they beat them at the time. Well, I'm talking about teams that they've beat who are ranked right now. Oh, okay. I didn't think Kansas State was currently ranked. Kansas now. State's twenty third right now. Oh, okay. So they snuck back in. I guess yeah, and Tennessee is is yeah. still ranked in the top twenty. But yeah, they're only they lost to LSU by ten, which I, I mean, guess Notre is, Dame's better than Kansas State. I think that that's safe to say. I would say Notre Dame is Tennessee level. And Notre Dame is ranked higher than, than Kansas State. They're number 19. They're one spot behind Tennessee. Uh, now I, mean, they, I guess so we don't have them. I would say if I put Tennessee and Notre Dame across the line, Duke, Duke is Kansas State level. Here's the weird thing about the rankings, too, that I looked at. So they, they're no different. I, I know that you know if you go down any set of rankings enough, you're going to find some seeming inconsistencies. But North Carolina, you know, they get aided significantly. By the refs against Duke, they win a double overtime game at home against a Duke team that, regardless of how good we think they are, was not ranked last week. They rose five spots in the rankings, and this is a team. Look, they lost to Virginia. You're you're, you're kind of punishing us for only beating Virginia by seven. Carolina lost to Virginia at home, so I kind of don't want to hear it like that. You know, and they'd be a Duke team. They didn't even get Riley Leonard. At least he tried to play against us. Yeah, I mean, he played for the bulk of the game. Yeah. against us and scored a grand total of zero points. But Missouri, I mean, look, they, you know, their non-conference schedule is nothing. They beat besides Kansas State, who you know, they beat by three at home. They beat Middle Tennessee by four. They beat South Dakota by twenty-five. They beat Memphis by a touchdown. Like, okay, what are we, what, like, what are we really looking at here? Are they getting this much of the benefit of the doubt because they played close with Georgia? I'm not saying we're, we're like we, we, there's no reason Memphis, Missouri should be in our car. Our conversation. We're pro. I mean, we play. I'm not either. I just disagree. Yeah, I mean, we played Missouri ten times. It's probably like a six-four series, maybe depending on how it goes. Maybe seven-three, roughly, depending on which way it rolls. But it, we're, I, I mean, they're they're. At our, I mean, we're probably around the same level. But the fact is, is that yeah, they have one more loss than us. They shouldn't be just jumping over us. The other, I guess, the big get story, in line is what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the big story in the rankings was Georgia moving to number one for the first time. Uh, they jumped both Ohio State and Michigan. They now are the the number one team. Chasing their third consecutive national title, something that has not happened in college football in what four decades? It's been a long, long time since we've had a three-peat national champion. But they look—they've looked apart the more recently than they did at the beginning of the season. Did we, we looked that up. Who the last one was? What didn't we? I, I think it's somebody from 1971. Wasn't like Army or something? I think or it was Notre Dame or yeah, because I know USC likes to claim it, but they don't have claim to it technically. So yeah, it probably had to be in the 70s. I think that's the uh, the, the the last three-peat. I can't remember who it is now, but it's been a long time. Like that, it was a big storyline coming into the season. It's Pittsburgh because they claimed them all, right? Mm. <laughs> Kansas basketball. It says 1936. Has that been that long? Minnesota. Go Gophers. Who'd won undisputed titles 34, 35, and wow, that's the that's the most recent one. That's just the Google of who last three peat in college football. That's insane. Okay, I mean, I guess it is kind of hard because because there's so many like. Claims and, and this and that. I guess it is 
Kind of hard to do a three-peat. Yeah, I mean, in the modern era, we've had some back-to-back national champions. We have not had a repeat. Wow, that's a trivia question. No, how, how long would it have taken you to guess Minnesota? I, would, I, I thought for, I was remembering. <laughs> I remember it being talked about a lot before the season. I would never have gotten back no, to Minnesota. I would have probably gone through most of the Big Ten schools until I got to Minnesota. Exactly, that's insane. But Georgia is at number one. Ohio State is two. Michigan three. That will obviously work itself out with those two teams playing in a couple of weeks. Florida State hanging tight at number four, one spot ahead of Washington. Those are your five unbeaten. Somebody's going to have to give there. Oregon, who will almost certainly play Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, is number six at nine and one. Texas is number seven at nine and one. Bama is number eight at nine and one. And then, as we talked about, Missouri jumps Louisville at eight and two to take the ninth spot. Louisville is number ten. Just behind us, rounding out the top fifteen: Oregon State at eight and two, Penn State at eight and two, Ole Miss at eight and two, Oklahoma at eight and two, and then LSU at seven and three. Jed Fish, by the way, and his Arizona Wildcats, number seventeen, seven and three. The West Coast Prom. The West Coast Prom. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> I was thinking Jeff's become Jed's once you get past the, the Mississippi going west. That's when Jeff. He like, is. He's like a. Kind of like how, you know, um, uh, Hardy's become Carl Jr.'s. It's the same thing. It's kind of saying, yeah, once you get to a certain level, you know, he starts. He starts to rally, see checkers. <laughs> that's that's kind of what it is. Jeff's become. Just become Jed. Where y'all becomes you all, Jeff becomes Jed. That's <laughs> the way the, that it works. That's the family guy when you get south when, when Howard Johnson's become Stucky. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> Which you do see Stucky's in like, Missouri, though. <laughs> yeah. My mom used to love a good Stucky stop. She loved the little fruit snacks. <laughs> anyway. Stucky's like, the, don't they have like the pecan pie? I think that's right. I haven't been to a Stucky's in probably 20 years. <laughs> Neither have I, but I do love pecan pie. So there's there's your CFP rankings. The only other, as I mentioned, the only other ACC team that's in the rankings this week, North Carolina, jumps five spots to number 20, although Notre Dame's sort of a pseudo-ACC team is there at number 19. Like I said, it's all take care of itself. All we can do is win the next three, go 12-1. and one. Let's worry about what we can worry about, which is beating Miami on Saturday and then earning up or locking up a spot in the conference championship game against FSU. And then beating them and then giving you know all of our ammo for all summer to complain about how we got screwed probably still. I'm. So let's do the update on the the Trevor confidence level. You were like a seven four yesterday. Seven five. Seven five yesterday it is it, now Wednesday of game week. We're right smack in the middle. Two days behind us. Three days to go until kickoff. Noon on ABC. Big spot for the Cards in Miami, a place where they've never won. Hurricanes a little walking wounded. Six and four. Dinged up. Starting quarterback out for the rest of the year. They're going back to their old starting quarterback Tyler Van Dyke to try to rekindle some of his old magic. Where are you now? Confidence level one to ten. One, no chance of winning. Ten, no chance of losing. Well, despite my confidence being somewhat bruised from the text line about my story earlier in the first hour, um, it doesn't affect luckily my game confidence, which is it's moved up a little, not a whole lot, but we're inching there. I'm going at seven point eight. You're really confident, man. I'm very. I feel good about this game. I really do. I, I just. I try not to. I normally listen. I, as I've said before in the past, some halfway joking a little bit, but I I trust Jeff Brom and his staff. Like I I put all my confidence into their decision making, and them having this team prepared and ready. I know, understandably, that you know the Pittsburgh game shook that confidence a little bit. But hey, no one's perfect. No, it's hard to go perfect. That's your Georgia, apparently. So I I I know. I know how much is on kind of on the line in this road trip on this, on this game on the road. Not just as I said for the season, but kind of just the mindset and this whole program going forward with, with it being Miami and the ties with the Howard thing and, and everything around it, the lore of just the national perspective of being Miami. 
And I know, and I trust in Jeff and the staff to have that instilled in this players. Not that they needed it, but just to keep that, keep it at that level up there where I am in confidence and them knowing how much is on this. They go down there, quiet crowd, noon, as you point out, which is, I think, a great thing for us. Yeah. Not exactly awake yet, still kind of hung over from the hitting, the, you know, the South Beach bars the night before. And we go in there, and I, I'm not saying we Mario Uridium, which, yes, I did use as a verb, but I think we, we go down there, and we, we, I think we handle our business enough to where I don't remember. I, I think we're, we'll cover the line. I'll say that much. Well, the line right now has us as an underdog. So well then I'm then I'm even more confident we're cover the line. I mean the spread is fascinating. You've got the, the lines all over the place. Like like some places have, have us as a one point favorite. Some have them as a one point favorite. A lot now have moved to just having it as a pick 'em. There's one place that has us as a one and a half point favorite. Like it's it, it's understandable. I mean look at our road record this year. I mean we our have, road record. I think the fact that we've played a couple of close games recently mm-hmm. against uh, not great competition. Uh, Jack Plummer, like like. It's been a road record. We have one loss all year, but it's on the road. But we haven't played well. On, I, on exactly, that was my point. Yeah, I understand that. I think Jack Plummer too. I think a lot of people are looking at it and saying, you know, he's been asked to do so little in recent weeks. They're going to ask him to potentially do more this weekend. Like, is he up to the task? And I don't, I don't know. Like, like we're going to all think like, we're all going to find out together. But I think this is one of our good Plummer games. I hope so. I mean, and it, I, it has to be. And I don't need. And when I say I don't mean he needs to throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns. I mean, I'm thinking. 10 of 14, maybe 175 yards and a touchdown, no no turnovers. If that's the he, line, then I'm good with that because that means we're running the ball. He well. does that, and that means he gets right running the ball. I guarantee you, you get that line on the plumber, we're winning this game 24 7. I think he has to do more because they're going to stop the run. Uh, they've got a big athletic front line. They stopped Florida State's run game pretty well uh, last week. I think we're going to have to ask him to. It's going to be more of like a first half of the season plumber game where. We're gonna have to go to him more. If it is ten to fourteen, then that's great because that means we're, we've run all over. Him. Exactly, that's ideal. But I don't. I don't know. Uh, Texture says real quickly. I didn't hear it, but I've had one hundred calls talking about how bad Trevor's story was. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Goes to the podcast. Texture says I'm also waiting for someone to text TK's mom. Loves a good Stucky stop too. <laughs> you know, Texture. I was gonna make a comment. My mom, my mom loved did love to go to Stucky's. Okay, you ruin it. Stop. Somebody's honking their horn in the background. <laughs> we haven't had a, we haven't had a bad kid, dad yelling at a kid recently. You, I think you were out for all that. It was like two days in a row where I had the window open because it was they still had like the heat on here and it was so it was so hot outside and like there was this dad just berating his kid right behind the window as he went to the car. I was like, okay, how am I supposed to talk about Louisville versus whoever we we're playing Virginia Tech with this going on? He's like, get in the car. In the car, Tim. I'm like, <laughs> the thing about the the quarterback situation for Duke is that I was like, what am I going to do here? Like, you can't do it because well, you can't. You don't have the the access to muting your mic. But I, my because my window is open, I open it because you know I'm fat and I'm hot. And but I have to like, constantly. I will mute. Had to mute my mic because of people behind me. Like I don't it know. It's loud. I don't know why we have this giant parking lot. I, to, to paint a picture, you know, for the listeners out there who've never been here, paint it quickly here. You know, we have a just, just giant parking lot. Yeah, for some reason, like people consistently like to park right next to my right window. right next to the window. Yeah, like there's all these spots here, and they're and it's part. We're not even close to the door. It's a it, it's a it's a I don't know. It's a mystery. We'll go back to the text line after the break. Four o'clock hours up next. We'll also talk a little Louisville Coppin State. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. We ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Can you hear that? We ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-bum. We ba-dum. Oh. 
Keep it locked on Kentucky Alice only locally on Sports Talk 1450 and 96.1. I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we never compromised. For the life of me, I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely freshmen. To forget her, this girl took a week's worth of Valium and slapped him. Remember, they couldn't say Valium on the radio? No, really? They had to blank it out, yeah. I did not know that. Thinks about it now and how he never really wept. He said, Can't be held responsible. This is a good song. KP inherited this tease. I won't be held responsible. You don't understand I the mess the <laughs> that had to clean up. Remember what it's like to be competitive in college basketball. I feel like this could be the Kenny Payne theme song. I'd ever die for Max I was just a freshman. <laughs> I'm only playing freshman. <laughs> Only playing freshman. Okay, I, I'm afraid to say a story, tell you like the, tell this a well, small don't stop story. now, for God's sake. <laughs> because like I've already been bashed like behind the woodshed for my story today. But I think bashed I told behind the woodshed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not a saying. The worst place to get bashed. <laughs> is, is there a good place to be bashed? <laughs> I told you how I like the my my my, my history of the verb pipe in this band, right? I don't think you have, because there was the verb and the verb pipe yeah, at the same time, which I, was very confusing. And I hated the verb, because I just did not like that song for some reason. It just annoyed me. The Bittersweet Symphony? Yeah, it's, that song just got on my nerves. So, I guess I, at one time, in many of my jobs, I was delivering for this Chinese restaurant, the Egg Roll Machine. Okay. And I delivered to these, um, that's a nice way of putting it, potheads. And they, they thought it'd be funny. They just gave me a CD for a tip. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, dude. And, and it was... I just remember looking, I'm like, who the hell is the verb pipe? Like, Because this song had not been released yet. So I'm just like, I'm like, okay, great. And I just like toss it in my car. It sat there for like six months. And when the song came out, I was like, wait a minute. I know that band name. I, was like, I got the CD. And I was all excited. I was like, hey, thanks, Stoner dude. You're a hipster. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> then the song came out. I was like, it's the only good song on the album that I remember, at least. But. See, that's how you tell an average story. <laughs> Very quick, and then we move on. We're talking about stories or sex. Mm. I get out of my. I gotta get it out of my system before we go over to WFIA and join the pre-pre show at four thirty. I mean, why do we have to do that? Why do they want us over there? <laughs> That's that guy. That was my ass. My question. I was like, "Are you sure?" Real quickly, before we go to the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450, you're Thornton, so hooking you up with the best deals all football season long. All you have to do to take advantage is become a Refreshing Rewards program member. Download the Refreshing Rewards app, register yourself, it'll take two seconds, then you're ready to save money at the pump, ready to save money inside anytime you stop into one of this area, 76,212 Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. So yesterday, Trev, I, I, I kind of... It just struck me. I was like, did Kenny Payne not have his his media session today? You know, typically, 
not just him, but every college basketball coach in America, you know, they've got media obligations are half of their salary. They do a, a press conference the day before their game or if they're leaving for a road trip a couple of days before they're going to leave. Traditionally. So, and I was like, you know, we're doing the show here. I'm like, is it going to be late today or is there like, – what's going on? And so I texted some people and I was like, did it, did Payne not do his media? And he didn't. No press conference before the Coppin State game. And there was a an email that I guess was sent to a small group of media members. I was not included on this. On Monday, that just said, oh, my world. Yeah, that, that just said, I got a couple questions. So, just updating the smaller group that we will have an avail, we will not have an availability ahead of Coppin State. KP does have a radio show tonight. If those who just need sound uh, in quotes want to pull anything from that, so no <laughs> generous, <laughs> no reason given. That they also said, unsure as of now if we will have another availability on the quick turnaround before we leave for NYC on Friday, but there will be an update on Wednesday evening. Basically, if we play well tonight, maybe we'll have an update before we go to New York. If they play poorly, then we're probably just not going to do press conferences. I didn't know you could just not do this. You know, well, <laughs> I know sometimes coaches like they say they're too busy or they don't want to deal with the press, and they'll they'll put an assistant coach out there, send some players out there. But we just didn't get a press conference before Coppin State. Not ideal. Not great. I mean, sadly, there's like one game you want to kind of do it for. It might be this one, right? You can come out and maybe be positive about the game and then, yeah. like, come to fruition it actually happens because yeah. there is a chance we win tonight. I mean, I think that he knows that most of the questions aren't going to be about Coppin State, right? Like, no, nobody's asking him to break well, down the Coppin State backcourt. How, I mean, how are you supposed to teach these kids to be men when you're afraid to take questions from from a press conference? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, they're questions, dude. Sticks and stones, right? I mean, you don't listen to what we're talking about. You don't listen to, you know, talking heads like me and, me and you, Kenny. You don't care about us making jokes about your career being intertwined with the, the song of the freshman. You, then why, 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 why are you bothered by what the, the reporters think about you and their questions? I, I don't know. But the, Should I be asking him this question? Yeah, the, the Kenny Payne radio show was on Monday, so we, we had that happen uh, at Roosters on Springer's Boulevard. It'll be back next week. It's going. I, they're, they're off next week, so no radio show next week. That's already planned. So if we lose wow. tonight, don't let's not make it a two conspiracy that he's not doing the radio show. He'll be back Monday, November twenty seventh, for a private show. That's already on the schedule. So again, if it's uh, if New York goes poorly, then it's not a, a huge conspiracy. I mean, but no, no, sh- no game, no show. A game, no show. I mean, what's the point? Who knows? I mean, who knows? But it is Louisville Coppin State night. We're very excited. We'll talk more about it a little bit later this hour. We've not gotten to the Thornton sex line. His press conferences are like his, his coaching. If we have a game, who knows if we're going to show up or not. 502-414-1450 is the number. Get those thoughts in. We'll take some text now. These, these texters are maybe angry towards I'm taking out my anger of the, the story textures on KP today. Texture says, have you heard anything that the fans can do for Paris Jones? I've seen people talking about stuff, but nothing concrete yet. I really think we should do something. I agree. Like I, I, I don't know what Louisville fans, I mean, I guess a simple fundraiser is the most obvious thing you could do. But Paris Jones, the Virginia player who got hurt last week, he's still in the the ICU. He had spinal cord surgery. That's insane. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's still in in the city. Like, he, I think he got transferred from the U of L Medical Center to. Um, he's going to get transferred from the U of L Medical Center to the Fraser Rehabilitation Institute when he's ready to go. Yes, yeah, you can't transport people. That's that state. Yeah. Uh, the good news was he was able to. Briefly walk, I guess on Saturday it was when they Virginia put out a statement uh, after the the spinal cord surgery. But still, it's a it's a very scary situation. I do think we should do something. I, I just I don't I don't know what I, besides just 
a fundraiser seems like the most obvious thing, but I don't know what else we could do. I mean, just it's so crazy because I mean, I, it's, the hit didn't look that bad, either. right? I mean, it's just and it's we talk you talk about all these, these insane hits that players didn't able to get up, and it's you get that hit where I mean, you see him lower his head, but I mean, I mean it's nothing to be no blame throwing at it. Just it's it, crazy freak accidents. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah, I hope he does do better. Texas says, I'm going to text in a gotta make them say no candidate every day until Kenny Payne is fired. Today's is Brad Stevens. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I did hear that he once was interested in horse form around these now places. he Now he's just the GM in Boston, right? Correct. I mean, he'll be getting tired of that, right? He, I mean, he loves recruiting college kids. I mean, he's got, he's had to go through, you know, the, 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 the the didn't he have the issue last year where they had to fire the coach because he was like dating the secretary or something? Yeah, I mean we I mean we can I mean do we bring back a Petrino or something? Maybe make him feel at home and come back and coach the basketball team. We got a spot for him. Yeah, we find a spot. He's for like twenty eight still. He's got a lot of good years in front of him. <laughs> he looks it, doesn't he? Yeah. How old is Brad? He's got to be his forties by now, right? Oh yeah, I mean he's like forty. I know he does. Joking, but he does look like he's probably twenty something. Oh, yeah, he's, he's always baby faced. But it's crazy to think, like, you know, he was younger than than I was when he was going to Final Fours. He was in his, yeah, yeah, he he was, you know, that was 12, 13 years ago now, and he was, he's 47 now, so he was like 35. It's crazy. (laughs) We've accomplished the same amount in the same amount of time. We've gone different paths. (laughs) Texture says, I have little confidence in UofL winning tonight. Is Coppin State any worse than Kentucky Wesleyan? That's a good question. Are they, are they, Mike? You're the best. You're our basketball genius, are they? I would say they're better than Kentucky Wesleyan. (laughs) <laughs> Which does not make me feel great. Not the answer we were looking for, Mike. I saw. So, if you, if you want to feel even better, <laughs> let's take a quick look at Kentucky. What Kentucky Wesleyan has done? Oh God, no, it's not. Since they played us, we knew that they played St. Louis in their first game, and they beat them. Right? They lost to St. Louis by it was, it was relative, relatively competitive. They lost by ten. Oh, so just short of a buzzer beater. Okay. They then beat us. Yeah. On our home floor. Yeah, I'm I'm fully aware of that. They then lost to Western Kentucky by 30. Well, you know, Jackie Ling got hot, but it's okay, right? You know, they're playing D1 teams. Yeah, they're, you know, they're they're a scrappy D2 squad. They were hung over off their upset victory of us. Once they start playing their own opponents at the Division Two level, it's going to go. Yeah, they'll start flexing. I'm sure they will. They played. They hosted. Hosted Illinois Springfield in their season opener. Not they, to be confused with the Simpsons. They lost 74 to 62. In their only other game in Division Two, they hosted Indianapolis in Owensboro. They lost sixty four sixty. Indianapolis. So if you're counting at home, that is St. Louis. IU. That is St. Louis loss. West Kentucky loss. Illinois Springfield loss. Indianapolis loss. Louisville win. And correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not say all those losses are by double digits? Uh, in Indianapolis was only by four. Oh, well, progress, right? Now they do play Simmons College next week. Is Wesleyan the one that had like twenty offensive rebounds on us? Yeah, they out-rebounded us by, like, <laughs> 17. Yeah, like, ask if that's the one. It was the one. They play Miles College tonight at the Owensboro Super Center. They will host Simmons College on Saturday. We that's, did, that's the real barometer right there. We beat Simmons by 41, so I won't, I won't feel any better if they lose to Simmons. It's not going to help matters. What do you think? It's going to hurt our RPI? Texas says Louisville Coppin State, 4,000 strong. KP waving his arms around. Danny Manning getting a good nap in. This is prime time Louisville basketball. I said it, I, I tweeted earlier today. He's uh, not joking. 4,000 is probably what we'll have there tonight. When I woke up, all I could think of was like, give me some really over the top, over dramatic Louisville Coppin State hype video set to Phil Collins in the air tonight. Like, I can feel it 
Cool. It's like Coppin State just bricking a three. Just as the drums hit, is is, is Trey White getting the getting the, the tip up to, to to JJ Trainer for the game winning dunk. Danny Manning like <laughs> slowly rolling the eyes back into to his head. It's like, boom, 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 boom. I was thinking slow mo of Kenny Payne yelling with his with his hands up as, as he does somewhat. <laughs> I threw that out, and Corey Aldis, who does the video, who's who's awesome. He he was like responding to you, just like, don't tell me. I was like, please do it. Please just get. It's, it's the game of our lives. Coming up in about two and a half hours. <laughs> Game of our lives. I, I will say this. before we, we haven't talked about Coppin State too much for obvious reasons. If we were to lose tonight, I would like I will advocate for firing Kenny Payne before he gets to the locker room. And that's, that is a true statement. You cannot... This may be the worst team we've ever played Mike, at the Division One Mike, level. Mike, I got to stop for a second. Okay. And, and, and I appreciate you giving, I guess, like one last ever... We're University of Louisville. If we're at the point where you have to like bargain for a victory against Coppin State, not to request the job replacement of that's our head where coach, we are. Then I think you've already met that criteria. All right, if you're having to make a bargaining like like we're in like the twelve stages of depression or something like like you didn't right? I think it's eight, isn't it? It's not twelve. Twelve is the alcoholics. Eight, 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 eight. This isn't really bargaining. This is me just saying what's going to happen if we lose but this game. Yeah, but if you're at that point, then we've already lost. Well, okay? We know we've already lost. You might as well just be come come along with me and everybody else on the text line. Why are you acting like I'm not? Because like, you want I want you to be full. Don't be like, oh, we be, we lose the conversation. I'm definitely doing it. No, you're there, dude. We don't win or lose tonight. We're firing KP. I'm saying before he goes to the locker room. Oh, I mean, I I I don't know where you think I am. I don't know if you've listened to the last two shows. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I this, this is done. It's over. Okay, good. Win or lose tonight, we're done. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, that, that's that goes without saying. But like, I like, I, I will get to a people like you need to fire him now, and like, I don't really know, like, like what good that does. I'm, I'm not gonna hate it if it happened. I'd be like, cool, let's let's move on. That's fine. But it, I will get to a point where I'm openly advocating for firing him immediately if you lose to Coppin State tonight, because this would be like uh, no hyperbole, no exaggeration. It would be the worst loss in the history of Louisville basketball from a purely losing to a bad team standpoint. We've had losses that have hurt way more, obviously, but this would be, I mean, Coppin State is abysmal. So you're saying there's actually a goal that this team hasn't actually met yet. Yeah, more history. This would be the last piece of history. We're still making history, good or bad, I guess. Did you see the Draymond Green thing last night? I saw it on Twitter trending, but I didn't see why. I didn't buy. I was, I was, you know, I was busy. He straight up choked out Rudy Gobert in the middle of the game. And got Did you so mad about the COVID thing? It was weird. So like, there was like a fight that was going on. Clay Thompson and, and dudes are sure Clay Thompson gets his jersey up. And Rudy shorter. Gobert is literally just like he, he's not even doing anything. He's just kind of trying to like hold people apart. And Draymond comes like storming in and just grabs him from behind and is choking him out. And it gets to the point where like people are kind of freaking out. Like Gobert's like, somebody help me. Like, like he's like, I can't breathe. And I think Carl Anthony Towns is like, is like, dude, like stop. Like, it, it was way above and beyond, way over the top. Somebody did send me send me a meme today of of Gobert. This is this picture of, of him being choked out where he's like got his hands up. He looks like he's about to die. And it was like me trying to enjoy college basketball. And then behind it was like Kenny Kenny Payne coaching Louisville. I was like, yeah, that's that's Draymond choking the life out of all of us. I like I Google I just go to YouTube and like Draymond, you think you think normal you go to YouTube and type in someone's name who this is an instant, you think normally it would be like the one of the first things that come up. I'm like there's like seven Draymond videos before I get to it. Yeah. Of him stomping, choking, doing whatever. But he's also like six inches shorter than, than I mean, come on, Gobert, don't be. Talk about 
stereotyping the French and not fighting back. Come on, well, what's dude. he gonna do? He, he's he's not he doing. Able, he should be able to beat up Draymond. He's Green, in a right? chokehold from behind. He has, there's nothing. He's, he's like, <laughs> it's not. He was a fair fight. The dude just comes up from behind him and puts him in a chokehold. That's nah, Draymond for you. Texas, my little cousin used to dance in the Nutcracker. Uh, they wanted us to go every year. Pure misery. I went once. My dad about had a meltdown every time my mom would bring it up. Kind of similar to Mike's "What are you doing?" comments about KP. Uh, yeah, the Nutcracker sucks. We've established yeah, horrible. That. It's done. It's, only ba- it's the first and last ballet I'll ever go to. Texas says nine and one football season. Game of the year tonight for basketball. And Trevor's rambling about Kramer lore and theories. My God. <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't want to talk. I figured I would. I would give you a good fifteen minutes of not thinking about the basketball team. You're welcome, by the way. And if you think that story was set up huge and then was a big disappointment, again, wait till the night's game. Texas, can we have a shot caller for Trevor to push every, every time that he's talking too much? That's actually a fantastic <laughs> idea. You, you ever wore a shot collar? No, I've, I've, been, I've done things where I've been like shocked on my, my arms and fingers and stuff. So my buddy had to hit his Rottweiler. We used to live over in Devonshire when I had my, oh, my dog. And the dog was so sweet. And, but he it was kind of crazy, wild, so he, he, he got a shot collar for it. I don't know if this should... He has no pun intended shock, but we would kind of get it's a four twenty. Okay, four twenty. Ironically, I got ten minutes before I can talk about this. We'd get stoned and like put it on ourselves and like shock ourselves. It's kind of fun. I would well, love I, to have a shock. I, I never for understood you. why it like hurts the dog because it wasn't. I didn't think it was like I've been hit with a, like a uh, stun gun, and, 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 and I've had a shock collar. Shock collars are like, like minor. They didn't even. They just tingled. It didn't even really hurt. I didn't get why it hurt a Rottweiler. Confused me. Texas, please move on. But I wonder how it's from 320, but it could have been right there. <laughs> the most text you save in the draft. There's just maybe we don't do Trevor Story time again for a few more years. So. Oh, come on, people. Texas says you also said, I, I, I guess I, I just moved, missed this. You said homemade lunchables. Yeah, Texas, I, what's a homemade lunchable? Okay, so I was, just, I was laying in bed. And I was Texas, eat- do you mean charcuterie? No, 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 no. I was, I was eating salami and craft cheese singles and putting them on like Ritz crackers or not Ritz crackers but saltines and I was that's why I was eating in bed last night while I was on my phone when I found this the everyman charcuterie that's, board that's what I call a homemade lunchable okay. like it wasn't like factory made I just, I just had to make it I had some salami from Kroger's and then had you know craft singles and I was just I'd tear up the salami and put it in the cheese and you know had a homemade lunchable Texas I actually want to uh, thank Trevor he saved us from 25 minutes of Mike previewing Coppin State versus U of L you're welcome we're still going to get there <laughs> Not 25 minutes. No, but I was thinking. We'll talk for five minutes, and then the text line will talk about how bad we are. <laughs> I knew we had like 90 minutes of basketball talk, so I was just trying to be nice, people. Let's see what the next time I give you all a gift. Texas, I think what really ruined the program was that plane ride from hell where Matt quit after the UVA game after he let Malik Williams bully him. The whole Malik Williams stuff was crazy. The Malik, I mean, Malik has the... The Notre Dame The Notre Dame press conference. Press conference yeah. you know, the, 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 everything that I've heard has said the Sunday practice after that was where... Matt called it effed up. They kind of got into it. Everybody kind of got into it, and that's when Mac was like, "I'm, I'm done with this." And if you go, if like that Virginia game, you could tell he was barely coaching, and it was we were going through the motions, and then that was that was it. It was done. I wish we'd had Malik. I could I could use the Luke Williams attitude towards his coaching staff and practice that right now. Can we just bring him back to bully coaches again? I mean, <laughs> at He's, the time, every time we're like Malik, he's a, he's a, he's you know kind of being a. A bad guy in the locker room. Now it's like, can we, can we have that back now? Like, I'll take it. Give him another year. Texas says, not only is UK going to cream us, it just dawned on me that it's going to be virtually a home game for UK. 
with all the empty seats. My wife said the same thing last night. Oh, yeah. She was like, I don't even want to watch the game. Like, it's going to be nothing but UK fans there. I'm like, yeah, you're probably. She also, it's funny, she didn't listen to this part of the show yesterday, but she was like, did we play UK last year? She's like, I don't even remember yeah, that. I was like, we had that conversation during yesterday's show. Did we do a show for last year's game, UK game? Again, it was a Saturday, so we, I'm sure we did the like, Friday sure, preview. Yeah. We're not going to do a show this year for the game, are we? Well, we'll be on the air because it's a weeknight. It's a Tuesday so, night, I think. Is that a yes or no? Yeah. No. Maybe we just won't talk about it, though. <laughs> I tell you what, if we win... Give me five bucks, I'll do the Kramer story again. <laughs> if we win if we win tonight, we're just going to go... We're going to go ape on tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about the Coppin State game like it was the biggest game of the year. And we will just replay that show of the day of the, of the UK game. Or maybe the day after the UK game, because we're going to have to be on the air for that, too. So, so, but I tell you, if we lose to Coppin State tonight, though, are we talking about tomorrow? Yes. Are you kidding me? I say if we lose tonight, I'll rent Barbie. Can I break it down tomorrow? Sure. Instead of talking about Coppin State. Well, here's State. the thing, though. Like, if, if you lose to Coppin State. If we've been, I'm not going to watch Barbie. I don't, because we did the whole, you know. Not tonight. I got very angry on Monday talking about the Chattanooga game on Friday. But th- it felt like the it was the latest new low. This is, like, losing to Coppin State is quite literally as low as you can go. I, I know we've said that before. <laughs> but there's no, like, if we lost out. I think we're motivating If Coppin we State lost right out now. after losing to Coppin State. None of those losses would be worse than this one. So I think we would have to have one last day of rage tomorrow. And then from that point forward, it will all be about when is he gone? Who do we bring in? Where do we go from here? Like the, the games at that point, unless he gets fired midseason, and then we can hope, like try to rally around whoever the new staff is, like we did with Mike Pegues. Uh But yeah, but we would not just be able to ignore a loss to Coppin State tonight. I feel like we're going to lose tonight, and then Coppin State tomorrow is going to tweet like this video. Of highlights of them beating us to the soundbite of you being like, if we lose to Coppin State, it is the lowest we've ever been. I, and I would still be like, yeah. <laughs> the motivation. And you know what? A day later, it's the lowest we've ever been. We're not losing to Coppin State. We're not losing to Coppin State. They can use that one on the video if they want to. <laughs> Texas says the lock of the night was Colorado State minus 11.5 versus Northern Colorado and the over on her Dickinson points and rebounds. Uh, you can't give tell me a lock of the night with that if you hadn't already told it to me before it happened. Texas says, sense. should we watch more Marquette this year to get a preview of our next coach? <laughs> I don't think Shaka would leave after two years. I think it'd be tough to get, but they will lose a decent amount from this year's team. Tyler Kolick, I think, will be gone. Uh, Cole, the other guys are seniors. Like, maybe? I don't, I don't know. But I won on market last night. Took him uh, getting one and a half. You were right. I, I thought Illinois was going to win. I did not bet it, but I was wrong. Marquette's like maybe I'm just hung up on the fact that a lot of times when teams overachieve and then yeah, bring know. back a ton of talent, like they tend to be like a little bit worse than they were the year before. But man, like they they're nails. I feel like when that happens, though, that they do well in the regular season, but underachieve in the tournament usually. They do, but like, I think, like the ninety, the, the well, that was what we called no, last Arizona year type thing. We, we call that last year teams yeah. that overachieved because there's that stat. I can't remember what it was, but I I threw it out there last year before the NCAA tournament where teams that aren't in the preseason top twenty five and that earn number two seeds are better, like losing in the second round, yeah. like seventy eight percent of the time or something, and that was Marquette. But I feel like teams that have that type of success and then bring back everybody, and you're like, man, just pencil them into the Final Four. Like they end up being like pretty good, but just a little bit worse. But maybe Marquette's the the exception. Although Illinois is also a team that we overhype every single year. Yeah, they do. Yeah, now, well, especially last year because they had the the players coming back. Well, two years ago, 
Big was time. that two? Was that two years yeah. ago? Then okay. When they had Io coming back, Io Jusimu yeah, and right, yeah. Kofi Coburn and all those guys. Yeah. yeah Last right. year was more about transfer portal, and they ended up being not great again. I, again, I kind of blacked out a lot of last year's college basketball world. Yeah, get ready to do it again. Oh, uh, I, <laughs> I, I am. What do you? Didn't, did you not hear my story at the end of the show? It's a down year for the sport. <laughs> it's a down. It's a bad year. Who cares? In down, fact, I everybody's have, bad. I have rumors they're putting a tournament on tape delay this year. They don't even care about the tournament. I mean, they may not even have a tournament. Who cares? Had one last year? I don't remember. ACC Tournament Tuesday is the only day that matters this year. <laughs> the only day with the biggest and best. The play. day the weekend's on Tuesday. Texas-Nebraska was actually close to three-peating in the 90s. 94, 95, and then they shared with Michigan in 97. Well, but what about 96? Yeah. That would have made the three-peat, right? Yeah. That's, that sounds like two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> or two out of four, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now in '92 they lost. No, see what he should have said was '93 because they lost the Florida State '93 title game. That was Florida State's first national title. They beat Nebraska. Mm, they, they that, that. So that would have been three straight. That would have been three. Pay- and he's right about '97, I think. But and then obviously not yet. '94 they beat uh, Miami, and then '95 was uh, Florida. Uh, Florida. It was '95 season '90, but the bowl was in '96, I think, technically. And then, like you said, the USC thing was weird, where they had the, they had the shared championship as well. I, that was I, I was I, I like Tommy Frazier a lot when I was a kid. I thought he was my favorite players kind of as a kid. So what I, did so I mean, Bama won in back to back years, twenty eleven and twelve. What did they do in twenty thirteen? They had to have been good because they're never they haven't been bad in the last decade and a half. But I don't remember how close they were in, in twenty thirteen. Was that the year they lost to LSU? No, no, no. They. I feel like they lost in the, in the SEC championship game and got left out because of that. Let me, let me look it up. Didn't I, yeah, I was going to say, I thought, they, I thought there was one year they lost SEC. No, they beat LSU in the repeat of that championship that year. No, 20, uh, 2013 was the... Um, they had two losses. They lost at Auburn. It was the... Was it the, wasn't the kick six game. Uh, I don't know, but they lost Oklahoma in the bowl game too that year. Yeah, they were, they were number one the entire year, nice. then lost at Auburn in the regular season finale, and then lost to Oklahoma. Auburn was number four. That's the Nick Saban. If I'm if I'm not playing for the title, I'm not going to play type attitude. Yeah, I guess. That's why he loses to Utah and. Uh, so they were damn close to to repeat to three peating. Yeah, they were. I mean, they beat you. They that was the uh, Chris Davis hundred yard kickoff return. It was the kick six. Yep, that was the kick six. Wow. The kick six prevented a three peat. Potentially, yeah. You would assume that Alabama would probably go on. Who would who put in the national title that year? Um, Auburn lost to uh, Oregon, right? Florida State. Oh, oh that yeah, was James Winston. Oh, yeah, they would beat Florida State. They, we all know about what happened about Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, that so okay. Yeah, that wasn't the Auburn. Uh, that was the Michael Dyer play. Then Texas says I could care less about all that, Trevor. Horrible story. I was more intrigued by the fact that you're laying in bed at four thirty in the morning eating salami and cheese. It was good. And he, drinking a pre sun. <laughs> Texture says they're not extinct anymore, right? That's right. We somehow brought eagles back from extinction. No, that's what I said. You know, when you said eagles, I was like, we can't do it. I started to say they're extinct, but then I go, no, they're not. Then I realized you weren't making the reference of the bird. You were making the, my fanhood. Well, I think the word you're also looking for is endangered. Same thing, right? No. Extinct means they're gone forever. Like the dodo. Exactly. And hopefully Kenny Payne. Eagles are endangered. It means you have but to they're preserve. not endangered anymore. Uh, are they not? Bald eagles, I think, are still an endangered species. I thought. Can, can you word it as facing extinction? You can. Would that be Would that be a proper term? Um, they are. They are not. The bald eagles have been delisted. Yeah, that's what I thought. From I the read endangered that, yeah. species. God, they've been since. But they are still protected under the Bald Eagle Protection Act. 
Yeah, you can't like still shoot one for fun. Well, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> like if I happen to put my drone up in the sky and I run into one and kill it, like I can't be arrested like I could back in like maybe 30 years ago, right? I think you still could. They're protected. Well, it's but, not just frowned upon. I mean, but I mean, I'm not actually going to jail. I'm just going to be like PETA yelling at me. My guy, Timmy Smith, who goes to the show one time, he accidentally killed an eagle on a golf course. Well, isn't that the point? And aren't you always shooting for eagles? Killed it. Just, just killed it. Texas, Is that a golf joke or are you being serious? Being serious. Okay. Texas, did you see that the University of Arizona financial team miscalculated revenue by $240 million? Mm-hmm. Maybe our guy Jed Fish is going to be looking at the Michigan State job. Also, with the turmoil at Arizona, I heard Louisville may be looking for a basketball coach soon. What about Tommy Lloyd? Are you, if, if, if that miscue led to us getting Tommy Lloyd, I'd be very excited. Are you kidding me? Jed Fish. Jed Fish, leave Arizona. To this. I think he stays one more year for you. I mean, if they don't have money to pay him. It's true. Two hundred and forty million dollar miscalculation. Maybe he takes the New England job. That's where he came. He was the QB coach there. Timmy, you did try. To, Timmy saying he tried to save the Eagle. He killed it. He killed it. <laughs> I, I thought Scoots was the one the famous for killing birds on the golf. Scoots course. did kill a bird on a golf course. He's he told, killed multiple birds. Right. He told that harrowing, harrowing story uh, a couple of times. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's he has killed more than just one bird on the golf course. So that's just like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, Texas says, people can point to our road record, but Miami has won one ACC home game since Cristobal has been there. Ah, but to be fair, that was zero like three weeks ago. It was. <laughs> They're hot. Who was the team they ended up beating? It was the Virginia or somebody? It was the, it was the Virginia game in, in— It was the week before the Georgia It was Tech Clemson. Lost. It was Clemson in overtime. Okay, that's right. You're right. They beat yeah. Clemson in overtime and Virginia in double overtime, or maybe flip that. I can't remember. Yeah, and then the Georgia Tech game was in between, which they, they thought we were going to get another one, and they lost, yeah. It, I mean, the weird thing about—Keith Wynn had, had a good write-up on the site today looking at the, the, the Miami offense, which has, like, dynamic players all over the place and just has not been able to piece it all together, and they have been decimated by turnovers. You talk about turnovers being— the most important stat in college football these days. It, it is 100% true when it comes to Miami. But the bigger issue is now they get Tyler Van Dyke back. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in a month. Like He has just been just downright bad for them, which is, I mean, we know he's not this bad. We've seen him be good. We have, we've seen him be good against us, but he cannot get it together. They did nothing against NC State. They weren't very good against Virginia. They weren't good in that Clemson game. They scored on North Carolina, but North Carolina is not a defensive team. And, I mean, like, Look at their numbers at the beginning of the season. They're, they're just their point totals in their first four games, which include a win over a then-ranked Texas A&M team. 38 points, 48 points, 48 points, 41 points. They haven't been above 31 since then. Like They have just looked, for whatever reason, they have just looked like a different offense in the second half of this season. Uh, I just I hope they don't, they don't get right with us coming. Uh, one of their weapons, our former man, Tyler Ty, uh, Harrell. Tyler Harrell's not doing anything for them. Yeah, but he's there. He's there. He has a touchdown this year. I remember seeing him catch one, I think. Does he? I, I mean, the last few games he has swore, been. Man, unless he got called back. There was a game I was watching where he caught in the end zone. And it, it might have been called back. But he I has could, no touchdowns. Okay, must have been. I, he did have the catch, though. He must have called it back. Guess how many catches Tyler Harrell has this year? Three. Four. I've Four seen. catches for 45 yards, a long of 14. You're, and, and you're right about Miami. They have time. Here, here's the thing, and, and Miami fans, you listen to this, you disagree all you want. I don't they care. love the show. They do. If Je- if you took Jeff Brom and put him on that Miami team, they would only have one loss. Probably. If if that. That's the that's the level of coaching between Mario uh, Cristobal and uh, Jeff Brom. But Jed Fish on the team, they got maybe one loss. He needs to get a crystal ball that tells him how much time it is. Cristobal sucks. I mean, it's. Miami needs to stop just grass. 
I know it's coming weird for me because we have a alumni coach, but sometimes you just need a quick grasp of that straw, Miami. Move on. The the devolution, devolution of Tyler Van Dyke this season has been bizarre. I mean, you look at that A and M game. Who again? I know A and M just fired Jimbo Fisher because they're not achieving. They're still they're a six and four SEC team. They're not terrible. No, they're not. Bad. And against them, Tyler Van Dyke, twenty one of 30, 374 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Through his first four games this year, the same four games that I'm talking about where he went, where Miami went 38 points, 48 points, 48 points, 41 points, he had 11 touchdowns and one interception. Since then, five touchdowns, 11 interceptions. It's That's nuts. Like I genuinely, I, I typically like roll my eyes when people talk about a single game breaking a team. I think what happened at the end of that Georgia Tech game where all they had to do was take a knee and they win, Broke that team. I wouldn't surprise me. He threw three picks in that game. It would break a lot of people, wouldn't it? The North Carolina game, he, he did throw four touchdown passes, and he had two interceptions. So the last three games that he's played, against UVA, 20 of 30, 163 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Against NC State, 21 of 38, 173, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Last week, coming in, trying to save the day against FSU, two of seven, 29 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Like, he's just, I don't know if it's in his head. I just hope it continues because it'd be nice if, if we got a, a terrible Tyler Van Dyke game again on, on Saturday. The thing though is, like when you look at those numbers, they're still going to throw it a ton. It's not like they haven't trusted him, like, even when he's been bad. Forty-eight pass attempts against UNC, thirty pass attempts against UVA, thirty-eight pass attempts against NC State. Like they're going to let him rip uh, for sure, it's, assuming we are able to stop the run a little bit. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will, uh, I guess, start pregame show here on nine seventy WGTK. We will take more of your texts. We'll talk a little cop and state. Welcome. Get you ready for tip off at seven o'clock. It's the Mike Rutherford Whoa. Show. Here on fourteen fifty ninety six one and nine seventy WGTK, your big X family of networks. For the love of me, I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we never compromised. For the life of me, I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely freshmen. Matt Dennison here inviting you to join me weekdays at 11 a.m. for the Hoosier Report. Complete coverage. Promo code BIGX to receive 25% off. I mean, he spent the entire like first hour, last hour, talking about how you don't want to get all you have to get all the bad stuff out of your system before we join 970 for the pregame show at 4:30. Yeah, and this is the song you're starting with. I don't get the, I don't get the problem. This is great. What's wrong? What's wrong with this? And there's a reference to intercourse the very in the in the chorus that you just started with. No, he's just talking about being with somebody. Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961. We are on now on 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. They will have the broadcast of Louisville Coppin State tonight, tipping off at 7 o'clock. You'll hear uh, all your favorites, all the pros, calling the game tonight on 970. You also hear uh, Jody Demley and Kent Taylor will have the ACC Network broadcast. Now, a little bit, I don't, I don't know. Listen to Keith Sweat. 
I don't know if you saw. I mean, I love Keith Sweat. I just th- think that that's not the <laughs> best way to start the the rejoin. We've been toyed to, told to class it up a little bit. That was classy. I'm you. I'm telling you, you like some candles with Keith Sweat. That's class, buddy. What kind of what you what you put on for class? Look, I agree. I just think that you know. I mean, you know our audience now. <laughs> yeah, I changed for no one. Well, then you, you just that's not what you've been saying for the last hour. On Saturday for the Louisville Miami game, so Paul Rogers, unfortunately, his father passed away last oh. weekend, and he had it was it was you know, his dad was ninety nine years old, lived a very long, very full life for yeah. sure, and he was talking about how the the Virginia broadcast meant a little bit more to him because he knew his dad was listening, he knew his dad wasn't it was was not doing great, and so that was the last time that he got to you know his dad got to hear him doing what he does best, which is it's it's a cool thing to have that, but Paul because of the the, the, the funeral ceremonies this weekend will not be calling the game on the radio for Louisville, Miami, and football. We will have, so Jody Demling will slide over. He'll do the play by play, but kind of exciting. The analyst spot, John L. Smith is going to do the game. Ooh, that could be intriguing. Which could be fun. I, I mean, I think he's done a little yeah. bit of radio before in, in, in sort of the analyst capacity. He's always been entertaining. I'm sure he'll be entertaining again on Saturday. So if you want to hear John L.'s thoughts during mm. the game, 970 WGTK will have, uh, we'll have the action there. Trev, it was a. First of all, are you aware that the? I don't think that it was like this at. In, in, in Wagner, when you were there, I know it was not like this for us when I was going to Trinity. Before you ask me, when you when you ever precursor, were you aware? How often do you really think I'm aware of it? I think you you be. I think you might be aware of this. Okay, I think this may have come up, but like we we were not off all Thanksgiving week, right? Like we had to go. I feel like we had to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, we were off Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, we, Sunday. We were off Thursday, Friday, and then yeah, came back, well, and that was well, it. Yeah. So kids now, grade school, preschool, high school, everybody around here, they're off all next week. Oh, because, yeah, I mean, they don't spend enough time at home, right? Off all next week. So today I go and pick up the kids. They only go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at their preschool. So, like, they had all the Thanksgiving stuff, bringing home with them, all the stuff they've been doing this week because they're not going to be in school next week. So I get home. I take out, you know, John's got the, these really cute, you know, he colored a turkey and yeah, you know, the teach, the teachers do all the stuff for him because you know they, these kids are did one you, and two. Did you do the one where he, he traces his hand and makes it a turkey? Uh, Virginia did. She had a, pa- okay. a paint turkey with the, with the hand. That's like that's like that's like I, I, you have to do that. Is it like a oh, passing yeah. of youth? It, right? It's contractual. Yeah, but you know John's stuff. Like the teachers have all written out. It's like poems of like you know I love my mommy. I love my. I'm thankful for my mommy. I'm thankful for my daddy. All this stuff, and it's just you know it's it's what you expect. Then I get to Virginia stuff, and she has a, there's a big turkey. And I guess every kid got a chance to put their own what they're thankful for. And it was like, this year I'm most thankful for. And Virginia, again, could have said anything in the world. <laughs> Mommy, daddy, family, friends, Penny. She's going to say, she's going to like Frozen or something, isn't she? Or like a princess. Worse. <laughs> Me, Trevor? <laughs> Not as bad. I, I would have given $1,000 to have been on the room for that reaction. Fruit snacks. Oh, well, that makes sense. She's thankful for fruit snacks above I, everything else. I mean, we're talking like the Welch's fruit snacks. You might be in some competition for me. My love. My my mom gives her and John like Welch's fruit snacks oh, those every day when they leave. Awesome. Yeah, but that's what she's most thankful for in the world. Could have picked anything, you know. You can buy them just nothing but strawberry only. We try to give her a good life. We feed her every day, multiple times actually. But not the right thing apparently. Give her a bed to sleep in. Let her watch her shows. Let you know, give her toys. But she's most thankful for fruit snacks. Yeah, but they're you got you know, show respect. Respect is due. They're Welch's fruit snacks. Well, they're all sorts of fruit snacks. We have blue yeah. fruit snacks in the house now. Yeah, but if you're getting like the Mickey cheap fruit, fruit snacks, snacks like Dollar Store, I can see where you'd be upset. We get those too. At least you're getting like you're being like trumped by name brand at least. 
Yeah, sometimes, not all the time. But that's that's <laughs> what my daughter not like using the big case soda or something. That's what my daughter is most thankful for in the world at, at the age of four. We did bring you up the other night. We were driving back home from Mary's cousin's house after dinner, Sounds and we were driving creepy. down Westport Road, <laughs> and we passed Westport Middle. And I'm like, that's where Daddy's friend Trevor went to school. <laughs> Virginia was like, oh. If you pull down the park light, you can see where uh, Trevor learned to drive. That's where Trevor <laughs> And other things. If you were coming if you're coming from that direction, you probably passed uh, the talk about where Trevor got in a wreck. <laughs> All right, let's take a Thornton Sex line is 502-414-1450. We'll take a few more texts here to round up hour number two. Then we'll start next hour talking about Louisville Coppin State. I'll give you the, the quick two-minute synopsis of this Coppin State team, and then we can move on and just talk about what we want to see tonight or, or don't want to see or tonight. Or read the text line. Or read the text line. This That's is the text line. Uh, 502-414-1450. Texter says, can we talk about how there's just no way Louisville basketball can beat any team by 19? Please stop me from taking out a second mortgage to put on the spread. We've gotten some variation of this text like 50 times today. About every game. Yeah, because you know, Louisville, I said yesterday, the, yeah. the the Ken Palm line was Louisville by 20. I don't. I, I said I think it'll probably open at like, well, I think we knew yesterday that it was opening at 18 and a half, and I thought it would get bet down to like 16, 15 and a half. It hasn't been that bad. It, it is currently... 17 or 17 and a half, depending on where you look. So if you are that against Louisville right now and you think that they just can't cover 17 or 18 against anybody, yeah, I mean, go for it. I, I just, I mean, I'm thinking 100 on the line, Coppin State, 50 on the money line. I love that, you know, we have that, that guy who does it for football every week just out of habit because he wants Louisville to win and he feels like he has to. And I love it now we have Louisville basketball fans that are just doing it to try to make money. It's not like we're, we're trying to spur the team on. I mean, people are just betting against us because they know they can make money. I mean, it's, it's, you, you. I mean, I know. I don't know how much. I know you. You're kind of new to this gambling world, but it's what we call an emotional edge, and whereas happiness know, edge, it's, it has different, different. You know, like Satan has multiple names, but it's the same person. Um, it, where you know, if, if worst case scenario, we're going to lose. At least make some money out of it. I hate the happiness edge. I think it's silly. I tell you, it, made, it got me all the way through that 2018 football season. See, I'm an all or nothing guy. Though I, I made an, I, I bought my hot tub off that profits. Yeah, but the like we're we're talking about extremes. Like like in the middle of the seasons like this, where the all is lost moment has already happened. I'm fine with that. I don't like doing it in like a big game where you're like, well, if, at least if we lose to Kentucky, I bet on the Cats. Like I, I can't. No, no, I, I can't I, deal I, with. I that. won't do. I won't bet on the UKU game probably. But well. I'm talking about in normal seasons. This year, again, judgment's out the window for the next four months. I've been saying that for a while. Okay. Anybody can do whatever they want for the next four months. This is a desperate times call for desperate measures type situation. Sounds like my my wheelhouse. Texas says Trevor gets a pass for the Kramer story because of his world class analogy that Kenny Payne coaching is like his mom looking at the remote. <laughs> it was a good one. I'm just glad my mom didn't hear that one. <laughs> probably what do I do? I mean, you have no idea. It's like my friends are like, you need to. Why don't you cut your cord? No, you have no. I'll pay 150 extra bucks a month to avoid the daily conversation of the internet doesn't work. Did you screw something up with the internet? I saw a meme the other day no, that I'm talked about it because everyone's all the Thanksgiving memes are out there and like going over to your parents' houses and all this stuff. And I've never seen a meme that's been more true in my entire life where it was like every at a certain age, everybody's dad has this house where. They have 17 controllers to control their TV, and they're the only ones who know how to use it. Like, my dad has, has like, seven controls for his TV, 
He's got this surround system that I don't think actually works that we've had since like 1994. Like a, a <laughs> so there's a control for the sound, there's a control for the TV, there's a control for the Netflix, there's a control that only works oh, for yeah. the Directv. And like I can't like I, I feel like I'm pretty good at turning on TVs and getting them to work. And every time that I'm over there, I just I, I've got no hope. And like nobody can do it besides Dad. That's that's that's, that's 90s right there. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I, nobody does that anymore because now you get universal remotes that just control everything. Yeah. Like I've got like you know the one my my cable box remote controls you know except for my Roku everything else yeah same thing we have the Roku so I mean but yeah that's that's nice I remember the nineties days of having like six remotes on the table one for everything you had the VCR remote you had the the stereo remote you had the TV remote oh yeah good good times do you ever sit there staring at the screen when the Roku's on and be like I'd love to just get blackout in Roku City just go party (laughs) I've had that thought. Wow, I'm like for some reason I feel now I'm not the only one that ate salami and cheese at four in the morning in their bed. Uh, I wish I did. <laughs> it was a different life for me two years ago. Texture says the I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says the extra couple days of rest from playing on a Thursday last week gives me more confidence for the Miami game. That's a good point. We had an extra day before the Notre Dame game and an extra week before Duke, and things worked out pretty well for those games. Same with Indiana for the first half before things got a little fluky in the second half. I think also, I mean, I'm look, in trouble. My mom's listening. Sorry, Nancy. We love you. I, I think that Brahm and his staff have been pretty open about the fact, like they're like for some bigger games, they work weeks ahead. Like I'm not saying that they overlooked Virginia because they were prepping for Miami and Kentucky, but I think that's a possibility. Um, I do like the point about how when we've had extra a couple of extra days or a full extra week before, it's been. I mean, I think you would say our two best performances this year. Probably Notre Dame and Duke. I, mean, I guess you could say Virginia Tech and Boston College would be in that mix, but certainly two of our, our best performances this year were Notre Dame and Duke, and we both had extra time to prepare, prepare for those games. I like that. I, like, I'm looking for reasons to feel more optimistic, and that that text helped right there. That's a good one. Texas, do we have as many Florida-born players as usual? I feel like that has always been an issue with us playing at Miami and against a, bu- a bunch of friends. That did... It did get a little old though hearing that that, that uh, yeah. talk about every time we play, and it's not just us. I don't think, but every time we play Florida State, or you know, obviously they've got the ties. They were they they've got the chip on their shoulder because Florida didn't recruit them. It, not that it wasn't true. Some kind of sloppy second school of like, Eric, come to us. Well, we kind of were. I mean, I know, but still, I mean, like that was a great at one point in time. That was a great recruiting model for us. You, know, Bobby came in here and was like, "We're going to take the the best players from Florida." that aren't good enough to play at Florida State, Florida, and Miami, and we're going to just say that our coaching is going to be good enough to make those guys into an elite team. And he was he was right. No, you're right. And what was the old thing he said right here? Like three-star in Florida is a five-star in Kentucky. Right. I mean, which, which is, there's some truth, but it's not all true. But I mean, yeah. I, I don't, We're not as represented uh, in Florida as we used to be. I think we have like more Georgia kids now than, than we did right. when we were playing there. But we still have a ton of Florida. I don't know the exact number. I'm sure it's in the media guide. I can look it up before we get to the game. But we're, we're still a southern. We're still we're still recru- a southern base recruiting. Base. Yeah, th- I mean, there was a brief period there where we started recruiting Mississippi really hard uh, during the past regime. We certainly have made big time inroads in Georgia. We're getting back to recruiting this area really well. Mm-hmm. well. Which I mean, is good. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great. I and mean, we still haven't typed into like the. We don't get as many players from Ohio as I think we probably should, but nah, we get that's, some. That's Stoops land. It, it is Stoops. But- Stoops and Stoops and them like they. they he went a different way. Instead of trying to compete with the SEC, he decided to compete with the Big Ten and, and go for the the third three. Which don't get me wrong, Ohio and Pennsylvania produce some damn good three stars too. They do, especially on the offensive line. Which yeah. is look, two of our five starting offensive linemen are from Ohio: Austin Collins yeah. and, and Eric Miller, who I know is a transfer. But Collins is a guy that we got ourselves. Like 
I, I would like to see us tap more into there, that area, and I think we will coming up soon. But I, I, I don't think we have as many. I'm with you though. Like that was a, it was such a blown up narrative about, hey, these guys are all going back home and playing. But it did feel like there were some distraction when we would go home and play South Florida because guys were playing in front of their families for the first time or against people that they knew. I don't know. We they, remember that there was a there was a time where we would go down there and just play terribly against South Florida. Every single year. Or oh, we, yeah. We played really bad when we went down there and we played like the, FIU that one time. The, one of the scariest moments. I mean, and I still remember that one of the scariest moments. But if, if I remember right, we played we played after the Miami loss in like 04, I think. I want to say we played South Park. Maybe even that first week, but it was like within like a week or two. But I was, that was at home. We, they killed us on the road in 05. I yeah. And, 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 and because you're right, they'd been kind of a thorn in our side, like that Braun Braum year where when they had like um, Leroy Selman's kid on the team and stuff. And, they, the defensive end that, that ate us. The JPP was on that team. Oh know? yeah, and I was like, and I, I remember losing when we lost to Miami, or maybe it was no, maybe it was Miami. It was, it was it was Rutgers. I'm sorry, it was Rutgers year. We lost to Rutgers, and the very next week we played South Florida. And I thought, oh my god, we're going to lose two in a row. This team's been a thorn in our, and we just creamed them. And I was so happy about that game. Yeah, that was I, I wasn't Miami '04. It was Rutgers '05. Yeah, when we lost to Rutgers, we played at my South Florida the next week. I was so scared that we were going to have a hangover loss to them. And we just beat the crap out of them. It well, was beautiful. They killed us in 05, so I think you're... Well, yeah, it was, it, was, it was after that year. The JPP oh, year. Oh, 06? Yeah, it was, the, year, it was the, year, the game, literally the game after we lost to Rutgers in um, the Orange Bowl. Oh, so, 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 so that was a game yeah. at home. Oh, it was at home. Because we okay. played down there in, in 05. Yeah. Now, the loss down there in 05, I had to watch in the barber shop at the Mall St. Matthews because I was working was at terrible. Cardboard Heroes. I broke a glass. I was so mad because we, we didn't have a TV in our sports store, so I had to run down the hall like every five minutes because we was dead in the mall anyway to watch. The barber shop had a TV, and I'd run down there to watch the game. We got beat. We lose like forty-five to seven. Yeah, forty-five to fourteen. Yeah. We actually, so we actually lost our first four games against South Florida and Tampa. Oh yeah, it's, they were. They beat us in 03, 05, 07, and 09. We've won the last two, but they, it hasn't been since 2011, 2013. Yeah, Jim, whatever his name is, the one that got Levitt. Levitt. He was a he was he's a good coach. Some of these games were just bad too. Um, they, they, they did JPP on that team, and they had Leroy Selman's son, and I can't remember his his name as well. But maybe it was Junior. I think they were both those defensive ends that were just killed us. They had a little running back, Mike Ford, who was a big time recruit. who was also very good. Remember Hunter Grothy or what is it, Matt Grothy? Yeah, the quarterback, little Gunner. Yeah, I know. I remember you talking about. Texas says we should have hired Kenny's brother, Krampus Payne. <laughs> Texas, why is Louisville seventeen point favorite? I. I mean, I mean, let's say as bad as we are, Coppin State's like three hundred thirtieth, right? They're three sixty out of three sixty-two yeah. teams. I mean, it's, I understand we're bad people. I get it. Trust me, the proof is in the pudding. But this team is just actually worse than us somehow. Texas, what do you think of FAU coach Dusty May? I love him. I think he's great. I love the story that they. There was a lengthy story about his tenure on the athletic. Uh, last season before they went to the Final Four, I think he's a like I think that you have questions about his ability to go to transition from a place like Florida Atlantic and recruit at the level that, that we needed at, at Louisville. But certainly from an X's No standpoint, like he he knows the game. And I, I mean, he's recruited well at FAU, right? I mean, mostly it's you know for their level, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if, you, if he's recruiting well for their level, then you think you would think you'd recruit well at this level? There's so many different pieces now that go into. Co- I mean, I agree. You know, NIL stuff is different here, obviously. It just, I, but I, I think that what he's doing down there would translate here. It's like it, it would be a question of how long would it take. I, I think that he, like, is he a guy that can turn things around immediately? I don't know. Well, it's, it's also, I mean, how I mean, he's just the, the the new 
the new brand new toy on on, in, on the shelf right next to Jerome Tang. For we, sure. We it's just just that one year of real you know experience. Texas, instead of KP meeting with the media, trot out any member of the athletic department, board, or administration that allowed year two of this train wreck. Ask them how they allowed this unmitigated disaster to continue. Well, that'd be a contentious <laughs> press conference. <laughs> Texas, is Kentucky being fun to watch while we are being coached by KP, the darkest timeline? It's, there's, I, I, it's not I'm, great. It's, no, it's, I know we it's, talked about It's a down year for the sport. It is. Nobody, nobody cares. It, just, it does bother me. We talked about this last year. It, just, it still bothers me to just watch good basketball right now, knowing that I'm going to watch Louisville here in a little bit. It does. In all seriousness, it, the fact that Kentucky looks like they're going to be good this year, but also fun for the first time since 2017, is not, not ideal. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Louisville Coppin State in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll get you ready for tip-off at 7 o'clock. Keep it locked right here Mike Rutherford Show slash the UofL pre-pregame show here on 1450 and 70 WGTK here as we get you ready for tip-off between Louisville and Coppin State. The actual pregame show will come your way once we're off the air at 6 o'clock. For now, this is the pre-pregame show as the Cards face, I think, safe to say, the worst opponent on their conference schedule. Couldn't Our 2023-24 schedule could not come at a better time for Louisville coming off of a 10-point loss at home to Chattanooga. Trev, are you ready for a little trivia time? Trivia time with Trevor? Is that better with uh, story time with TK? I would hope so. Would hope so. Give me the trivia here on the premature show. Louisville and Coppin State have played (laughs) one time in the history of their two programs. Okay. We won, right? We did. Is that the question? Back when we used to not lose these types of games. (laughs) It was December 12th, 2001. Louisville defeated Coppin State 75-49. to That was Patino first year, right? This would have been Rick Pitino's first year, correct? Yeah. Huh. Who do you think led Louisville in scoring in that game? Oh. What year? What was the date? December 12th, 2001. Carlos Hurt. Carlos Hurt, I think, was already off the team by that point. Oh, yeah, him and Bender left in December, I remember. That's why I was I was trying to play that. I thought, I might, that's why I thought it may have been a trick question there. Because it wasn't Bender. Let me look at the box score. Bender's uh, only decent game was against Ohio State. Carlos Hurt and Bender were still on the team at this point. Okay. They were neither of which, neither was starting. Okay, they they I think they left like right in the end of December, early January, both of them. Yeah, they didn't make it the second semester. Yeah. Bender, by the way, had uh, four points. Hurt had three. Yeah, Bender's only good games with Ohio State. I'll never forget it. Um, ah oh, man, uh, what's the obvious answer here? Oh, Reese Gaines. Reese Gaines. Yeah, tricky. he was seven I, I, of twelve. Maybe I thought you being tricky or something. No, he, he was seven of twelve from the field, six of eleven from three. Game high twenty points. Four Cardinals scored in double figures. I'll give you a buck if you can name who was the second leading scorer. Zach Smith <laughs> was not on the team. Oh uh, no! Um, Whitehead, uh, uh, Mac Wilkerson. Mac Wilkerson was not on that team either. I thought he was on that. Was he on the year before? He was only on Denny's first. Denny's last last team. team. Okay, yeah. Bryant Northern was ah. the second leading scorer. Twelve points for the Cardinals. Bit have been a check and a bounced. Who continued their best start since 1996-97? They won ten of their first eleven games. 
Uh, Jimmy Boykin scored 18 to lead Coppin State. Louisville 30 of, 30 cousin. of 64 from the floor, <laughs> 11 of 37 from three-point range, 4 of 14 from the free-throw line. That's not good. Uh, but never really tra- never trailed in this game, opened the game on a 10-2 run. Northern scored 12 points. Uh, Luke Whitehead scored 11 points. Ellis Miles scored 11 points I almost went well. Whitehead as my second score. I, was, I thought about that one. but you know. Simon Nadenoff scored two points. Is that the one that was blind in the left eye? They found that out like after he left. Yeah, I know Vince, Vince Taylor told me that because who's assistant on that team? I think he was on, maybe he was, I don't know if he's he's still on that roster. I think he was. Yeah, yeah, because I coached his son in a little basketball, and uh, he's telling me he's like, yeah, I remember who he said recruited him, and he was like he, he promoted him to the coaching staff as a great shooter, and he said he got here, and I was like. There's blind in the yeah, left they, eye. They, they found out he was blind during physical. They're like, well. I don't know why I'm picturing this is like the, the, the like people are listening now going like, kind of like Danny Manning and Karan Davis, huh? Yeah, except worse. It's Karan, can he see? Is he 2020 vision? Do we know? So the, the, <laughs> the last time we played Coppin State, December of 2001, that game was attended by 18,814 people. Oh, my good Lord. Tonight, probably going to be a, a, a – it's going to be fewer. No question about that. Who would perform? <laughs> what if we just brought back all that that team, like in their current state? <laughs> 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 like I mean, I mean, I know I, we've seen Bender within the last two years. He's we have. May, he, I don't. I, I, you could accuse him of like cherry picking, but I think I, like most big men, we're not doing it. We're just lazy. We can't get down to court. So, but he would be at least on one end of the court for a while, and he's got size. About as probably agile as this, unfortunately, Dennis is right now. I think Reese Gaines could still play. I think out. Gaines can still play. He's on the staff right now, so it would be. I bet Ellis is still in, is Ellis kept in shape, right? He, did he I haven't him? seen Ellis in a few years, but he's you know he's coaching those AAU teams. It's been he's, a while since I've seen him too. He's at least being somewhat active. So, yeah. uh, Whitehead, I think, is in good shape, right? Should be. I mean, um, all these guys are in their forties now, so uh, Eric Brown probably in decent shape. I mean, uh, I'm assuming wherever prison he's in, he always does work out anyway. Uh, Larry Bannon, we know. Larry Bannon's still playing overseas, like last year. Hey, he's not playing anymore. Well, we, well, maybe does Nadenoff have at least one eye still? <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, by the way, Mac Wilkerson was on that roster. He, he, I don't think he was playing by that point. No, no, no. He, in fact, he didn't play it all that year. He has zero games, but he's still on the roster. Yeah, I think he. I think he. I think he left oh. before the start of the season. He played in two games that season. Oh, that was wrong. I thought. I thought. I thought he was gone. I didn't think he made it to the season. And you know where he transferred to? Uh, North Carolina, Asheville? No. A&T? Close, though. He, he transferred and played and averaged 15 points a game at that place. He went. He played for Jerry Eves. Howard. Howard. He went he played, I thought he went to A&T. He only played reason. two games at Howard. Started both games. Oh, this is, I'm curious how the story works. And he averaged 15 points and 11 rebounds. Hmm. But he only played two games. Huh. Maybe weird. an injury. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. no. That is your Mac Wilkinson. Somebody's tuning in. They're like, I'm here to hear compensate. I'm here to the history of Mac Wilkinson. I don't think they want to hear compensate either. I thought he went and played for Jerry Eves at North Carolina A&T. Uh, that sounds, I mean, I didn't, I, I'm going to say this. You're going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm right because I'm going off sports reference right now. Oh. Uh, here we go. Give, give, me, give me your give me your, 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 your crazy man conspiracy theories about sports reference. <laughs> Not crazy. Come on, tell me, tell me how they uh, they're, they're spiking the drinking water and changing the stats. That's what they do? They're just wrong, <laughs> constantly wrong. I was trying to see if he had a game log. I want to see what two games he played in, but I yeah, you know, moving on. 
Anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about compensate tonight. Are you ready for this? I will keep <laughs> it brief. I will keep it very brief. Here's all you need to know about compensate. Yeah. Again, I've mentioned this several times. On Ken Pomeroy's ranking of all 362 Division One teams, they are 360. It is a... You can easily make the case. I know we're early in a season, but you can easily make the case that this is one of, if not the worst, opponent Louisville's ever played in I, basket, in, in, in Division One college basketball. You ready for the joke of we lose? Like, who can we, can we schedule three sixty two? They won nine games last year. Okay, you mentioned this earlier in the week. It resulted in the, the termination of their head coach Juan Dixon, Juan Dixon, the former Maryland star, who all we remember from Maryland days. Yeah, who was in his sixth year. Yeah. Every good player from last year's team. Is gone. They had a guy who averaged twenty and a half points, Sam Sessoms. He can play fast and loose with that term. He, but yeah. he graduated. That forced their new head coach, Larry Stewart, to basically restructure their entire roster with with transfers and freshmen. Okay. Uh, Larry Stewart, by the way, played at Coppin State in the nineties. He was the MIAC Player of the Year in both nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety one. Did not get into coaching until two thousand eight as an assistant. He's been an assistant a couple of places. Comes back. This is his first year as a head coach. Never. He's like Kenny Payne. Never been head coach before. Gets the job as alma mater, is trying to have some success. So played in the tournament, by the way. He, he did under they, Fang Mitchell. Fang Mitchell was there through I think two thousand eight. Yeah, he was there lost, for a long time. They lost to Syracuse in the first round. They I mean, they've got so on their staff. This was one of the notable things that I put out. They've got three coaches who between them have five MEAC Player of the Year awards, including Turquin Mott, who was the hero of that ninety seven team, mm-hmm. which of course upset South Carolina in the first round of the NCAA tournament when South Carolina was a two-seed. Yep, always. I remember that game vivid. That's a fun game. But this year's team, like, I don't think that – because they got he's got so much new blood, it's like Stewart doesn't really know what to do because you've got 11 guys who are averaging double figures in minutes per game. No one's averaging more than 24.3 minutes per game. Their leading scorer is Justin Winston, who was a starter last year, got hurt halfway through the season, only played 14 games. He's only averaging 19 minutes per game. He's averaging eight. Uh, he's averaging eleven point three points per game. Um, he's the only guy that scored in double figures in all three games. He's their only double figure scorer. Everyone else on the team is averaging fewer than six point seven points per game. They've got a couple of, of they have transfer guards, Zaree Harrison, who came from St. Francis. He, he can score. Uh, they've got a true freshman, Ryan Archie, who put up big time numbers at the prep level. It seems like he's a guy that they're excited about. Those are their two backcourt guys. They're definitely Archie is more of an off the ball kind of exploding, trying to play at the rim guy. Harrison is more of an outside shooter. He controls the flow. He'll be the point guard. They are good enough, those two guards are, to put up numbers if Louisville's sleepwalking again on defense, which is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Now, Stuart, when you think MEAC basketball, I think you kind of think up and down, a lot of steals, a lot of gambling, a lot of shooting from the outside. Part of that's true with this team, but Stuart wants to play, in his own words, a European-style scheme that emphasizes motion, pace, and ball movement. They're going to try to space the floor kind of like Chattanooga did, get us in half-court situations, and exploit our weaknesses. Defensively, they are a team that plays a bunch of different looks. Some pack line stuff, some zone. They'll also full-court press. This team does one thing well. We're going to lose, aren't we? This, thing, this team does one thing well. They force turnovers. They are turning their teams over, their opponents over, on 23.5% of their defensive possessions. That's the 32nd, 32nd best rate in the country. Big-time gamblers. They're jumping passing lanes. They're gambling for steals. If our guards just play like like normally, like just don't do stupid stuff, we should get a ton of easy baskets because these guys are going to be constantly out of position. I'll I'll be blunt, like, like they are the worst shooting team we're we're going to see statistically. They shoot terribly. They do nothing well on offense. They don't have size. 
we should have we scored 60 points in the paint against UMBC because they had no big men. We should be able to easily score about that same total if we want to tonight. On paper, on paper, there is no reason to be nervous about this game. You you're making me a little nervous. I mean, they they you're pointing out all these. I get you're trying to like just make me feel good about the shortcomings, but all their positives is all we do is, is everything we do badly, which is a lot, but still. Offensively, they do nothing well. Yeah, but we make those teams look good. Well, I mean, Chattanooga and UMBC. Like the beer goggles of defense. Chattanooga and UMBC are like 91 UNLV compared to com- compared to this team. Cop- <laughs> Coppin State. Drastic freak leap there. I like Coppin State is, you know, they're 362 overall. They're 361 in offense, uh, adjusted offensive efficiency. They're shooting 39.7% from the floor as a team. They're turning the ball over on 20% of their possessions. They're shooting 23.7% from three. They're, they're shooting 69% from the free throw line. They do nothing well besides, on defense, gamble and get steals and turn teams over. That's it. Good good, well, good thing we don't turn the ball over a lot. They're, still, I mean, they're allowing teams to shoot fi- like over 55% on two-point shots because they've got no size, and they haven't played besides Virginia Tech, any power conference team. I mean, their results, again, 100-55 to lost to Virginia Tech, 70-49 to lost to Towson, and then a 74-60 loss to Mount St. Mary's. There is no reason why this game tonight should be remotely competitive outside of the fact that Louisville has looked like complete ass in each of its first two games and one of its exhibition game. Like, th- this team, this Coppin State team is so bad. If we go out there tonight, <laughs> if they go out there tonight, if Louisville does what people, what everybody listening doesn't think they're going to do and cover the spread, if they go out there and they win by 25 or 28, okay. do not listen to anybody who's like, I think we turned a corner tonight. Will it be good <laughs> that they took care of business? Yes. It, will, will it be an accomplishment that maybe portends good things for the rest of the year? Absolutely not. Is there anything good from this game? It's like we, we lose to them, we suck, we beat them, who cares? Winning the game. This, this game has no meaning at all. Any win is good. I guess. At this point. True. I it's give the you game that. of our lives, Trevor. 40 minutes for the rest of our lives tonight. Louisville, Coppin State. Let's get it done. There's no reason not to. There's simply, I, I, I can't be any more blunt than I am. There's no reason not to win this game. None. None. If you do, if, if we lose, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If we lose, I will go from being like, he's going to get fired anyway to work itself out to, adv- to saying, like, you've got to fire him before he gets to the tunnel. Like, you you, you cannot lose this game tonight. Oh, you're going Lane Kippen, everybody on the yeah. plane, stay, everybody step forward. He's not even plane. Everybody in the locker room, Kenny, you stay out here on the floor, you're gone. Wait here one minute, Kenny. You shut the door and lock it, and you're like, Guys, I can't get in. Hello? The door's locked. He's going with the rest of us. He's, he's walking up the aisles, those those long aisles to get to like the, the concourse. He's going down He's going down the, ele- the escalator. <laughs> the abandoned spinal trap trying to find a stage. You can't lose it. <laughs> he's riding the escalator with the rest of us down to the, the lobby if he oh, loses good. this game. The pictures of that would just have me pee. I'd pee myself out of laughter. You cannot lose this if game. If I saw a picture of Kenny Payne going down the, the, the escalator with bands. <laughs> <laughs> just, just arms crossed. A picture, like people looking at him around. <laughs> look, 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 kid in front of him holding ice cream cone, looking like, why KP? Why taking selfies? <laughs> this game should not be close. That's all I can say. This game should not be close. If it this is, I'm in tears laughing. <laughs> the thing is, I was about to say, if it is close, we have a serious problem. We know we have a serious problem already. Even if we win by thirty tonight, uh, if it's if it's close, then there's just the, it's 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 a new new low. If you lose, for God's sake, then you've you somehow. Well, I mean, if we've reached the center of the earth. There's in a terms positive of thing for you guys. We there, 
Is there? Can we get any lower? Yes. There is a new, new low. Here, I thought we hit rock bottom. How will I frame it, though? I don't know. Kentucky lost a game last night, and we won one. It doesn't matter who you beat. just matters that you win. <laughs> That's all you do when you see some people on Twitter like, are you paying attention? There's Kentucky and Kansas. Like, dude, I do know. love it. I mean, I, I don't you, think you, if you don't think you I'm going to hype it up. me, but you don't follow me, right? If you don't think that I'm not going to play into it tonight either, I'll be like, oh, we have the same record as UK, and we won this week. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm low-hanging fruit. I'm swinging for it because it's the only weekend of the year that I can do it. Louisville tonight, 17.5-point favorites. I know that line seems ridiculous given the way that we've played the first two games, but this opponent is just, uh, you know, we also did rise to, to 183 in the Ken Palm uh, after not playing, down up from 189 earlier this week. So the more time we take off, the better we improve. We're a game ahead of Lipscomb, who beat us last year, or a spot ahead of Lipscomb, who beat us last Currently. year. Yeah. One spot behind Belmont, two spots behind Rice, three behind App State. What's the overrunner on the night's game? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you can give a go. I've got no idea. I never bet on my squad. I never even looked it up. Do you have any idea who's last place on Ken Palm's rankings? There's two spots. There's only two teams worse than Coppin, right? Only two teams worse than Coppin State. Um, St. Francis. St. Francis is one spot ahead of them. Oh wow! Great guess. Did though. they drop basketball though? That's Saint, well. There's, there's three different St. Francis. You're thinking oh. of St. Francis, New York, which did drop basketball. Yeah, it's still this one Fran- spot ahead of the This is St. Francis, PA, where ironically Coppin State's best player transferred in from. Oh, right. <laughs> the battle, or the uh, not battle, but what was the other kid's name? Uh, you mentioned him earlier. The Justin Winston. Well, Justin Winston actually is on the team, but Zaree oh. Henderson Harrison is a transfer from. Oh, he's, okay. he's supposed to be their best player this year. He's a transfer from St. Francis. Um, Lemoyne, who we mentioned yesterday, is 361. Now, Lemoyne, they have a win, but they beat SUNY uh, Canton, who's a like Division Eight school, 105 to 46. Lemoyne is 361, a newbie to Division One. Number 362, Jerry Rice University. Oh, my, my Mississippi Valley State. Correct. The Delta Devils. The Delta Devils. Yeah. I don't know how they're, they're they have this, cool uniforms, by the way. I don't know how they're this low. Like their schedule is ridiculous. So they've opened up with LSU. Aren't they? They're MEAC too, right? They are Southwestern Athletic. They're SWAC. Oh, okay, my bad. The the LSU, UConn, Oklahoma, TCU all on the road. Their first four games. They that, don't play, they don't play a home game till January sixth. Yeah, they're in the conference with uh, for FAMU. They are correct. Swag, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we are by the way all time against yeah. MEAC schools a perfect eleven and zero. Have never lost to a MEAC team. You know, <laughs> never lost to a MEAC team. Dude, you just you you know you realize what you just did, right? I mean, do you think you think it's it's my fault? Well, yeah. If we lose to Coppin State tonight, it ain't my fault. How many times over the last two years now have you given me this? We've never done this. In 50 years, this has never happened. And in the Kenny Payne era, as the kids would say, hold my beer. You're right. It's me. He's, he's well, you did do the introduction video. That was Ken, not Kenny Payne. That was Chris Mack. It was the start of this, this downward spiral. That was, that was DePaul. That was the first drink that led us down this this this. Path I led us to a Bahamar Bahamas that, championship. That, that's the path that led us waking up in, in an alley in a, in a trash bag in, in Bourbon Street. Everyone got all mad at me last year during the Western game, where I was like, "We've you know we're we've won 128 consecutive games when leading by more than 10 and a half." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" You j-. and then we we ran away with it. I, this is not my fault. I can't jinx this team any more than they jinx themselves. It really isn't a halftime this game. When you watch three minutes of Suicide Kings, no. I do that for football. I'm not doing it for basketball right now. They got to do something for me first. Somebody's driving around and not knowing the reference going, Trevor, it's only basketball. Don't come to do suicide. 
8666 <laughs> is Ken Palm's prediction for tonight's game. If if that happened, what was it? 86 to 66 is, is what he sees. So about a 140 overall over under. Yeah, I mean you, you can look it up. I don't I don't know what the over. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just go cards, beat Coppin State. That has been your Coppin State overview. Do we have any more? I don't think so. You may. Be, I, I'm leaving this feeling less confident about our winning chance. Why? I, I'm telling you that they do nothing well. <laughs> Besides four strikes. Sadly, it's still not making me feel better. How many times do you think the Coppin State has been in the NCAA tournament? Four. Four is correct. Wow. Well, I know we, we mentioned the Larry Stewart one. We knew, I knew 97, and I was just taking a shot in the dark, I guess, that there was a couple others. Do you remember who they lost to in the second round after beating South Carolina? That was Texas. That was, we would have played them. It was a very close game. Yeah, that was the Reggie Freeman, uh, Tom Penders, Texas team. 82-81. I remember that, yeah. We, we came very close to playing Coppin State in the second round of the NCAA tournament, or thir- the Sweet 16 of that NCAA tournament that year. The only time that they've been to the NCAA tournament since then was 2008. They played in, in what was then the play-in game. They played Mount St. Mary's and lost 69-60. to So they have not played in like the, the main draw. Of the NCAA tournament since '97, every time that they've been in the NCAA tournament, '97. Yeah, they, they were they were in the tournament three times in the '90s. All three times they were a 15 seed. They lost to number two seeded Syracuse in 1990. They lost to number two seed Cincinnati in 1993. Both of those games pretty handily, uh, and then beat South Carolina, beat them by 13, and then almost beat Texas in the second round. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it takes that, that was Tom Penders, I think, right? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, that's I can remember. Yeah, they did win an NAIA national championship in 1976 as well. Which deserves warrant. Deserves, deserves mention. They have not produced an NBA. Or they produced two NBA players. Larry Stewart himself. Yeah, I thought he played. In. Played there for the Wizards for uh, six years, and then Joe Pace played for the uh, the, the Bullets from nineteen seventy six to nineteen seventy. I don't remember Joe Pace. I don't either. In the seventies, we weren't born. It's fine. Well, that doesn't matter. I that that take pride in still not knowing. I mean, I'm looking at their roster now, and the first thing I popped in my mind was like, "Is the, the kid Sparrow? Is that, that Roy Sparrow's kid, Captain Jack Sparrow? Malik Battle is that John Battle's son? Yes. Is it really? No. Oh, punk. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I see the name like the uh, Greg Spurlock. I mean, I wonder his dad was played Priest Ryan. Is that is that a, a relation to, to, to Priest Holmes. Dugan? By the way, speaking of, we was- I'm not trying to name Toto. I'm not saying Toto's name. We've been. Uh, that's all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I ain't touching that one. Y'all can. <laughs> We've been giving updates on old friends this week. Uh, the guys who transferred out of the program. Nobody. We talked about L. Ellis making some history at Arkansas. Nobody's off to a better start in terms of former transfers than I think the least heralded recruit that left the program. Quinn Slazinski at West Virginia is. He had 19 points last night. Three of five from three. Seven rebounds. Three assists. He now, through three games for West Virginia, is their leading scorer at 17.3 points per game, five and a half rebounds, and three assists per game. Was it, was it he on the, who was it, whose side did we take? I remember when we first started the show, like we had the, the fun debate of like, if you could have one of the guys back, was it Nickelberry or Gwinsinski? Was wasn't he your choice or was, I, th- I think I picked Nickelberry when we did that back in the day. I picked Sam Williamson, I remember. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought that was before Williamson left, though. I what, thought it was, well, it was. That was why we were talking about it. Oh, I meant the the, the who because Williamson, Nickelberry, and Slinsky, and, and a couple of the other guys all left at the same time. Oh, I was thinking. Never mind. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and really, then last I, last year we lost Withers and LLs and and those guys. I thought I thought Williamson was with us one year later than they were. No, you remember remember better than me. Some some might not know this, but my memory just has some holes in it. Yeah, Quinn was. Uh, I mean, Quinn 
I love what he did for us while he was here. And, and then he goes to Iona, transfers to St. John's. Pacino's like, we don't have a spot for you. And he goes to West Virginia. He's living his best life down there in Morgantown. He's a big Lions fan. Who'd have I, thought that? I like one. Yeah, he's, he's having a hell of a year. Sam Williamson's putting up the same type of numbers that he did to SMU last year. Not doing a whole lot. Josh Nickelberry is off to a very good start at Florida State. Gabe Wisnitzer not doing much at Ohio. Um, we, we looked up Devin Ree and Fabio Basile not doing much there. Uh, L. Ellis is off to a very good start at uh, in Arkansas. And Kamari Lance is off to a very good start at Arizona State. Um, Jalen Withers not doing a whole lot at it was Kwasinski, Nickelberry, and Gahan. Was the, was the Aiden and Gahan. Were the three we discussed on who, who would be the best one out of the transfer. Aiden didn't do great. No, we, I think we all missed on him. We missed on him constantly. Is he still at the... No, he's gone. Okay. But Sidney Curry's playing well there. Yeah. They're about one out of two. Quarry lands, by the way, two games at Arizona State. 13 points in the opener, 12 points in the second game. I, I, I mean, he's a solid college basketball player. That didn't surprise me one bit. I, knew, I saw the potential. You could see it in him last year. They will play UMass Lowell tomorrow night. In their third game. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get hear from you on the Thornton Sex Line. What do you want to see tonight? What are your thoughts? Hit us up at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show slash the UofL pre-pre-game show here on 1450 The Big X and 970 WGTK. Shuffle works its way out perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, we do. We ready for the last segment for the football game. I think How Did I Get Here is a pretty appropriate song for the last song for Louisville basketball. By the way, I, I texted you this. I don't know if we, we haven't discussed it on air, but UK, Kentucky kicked off against Alabama on Saturday with Archie We Ready as their song. Oh, yeah. So, guess like you said you texted me. So I was like, where? I'm looking at my phone like, come on, T-Mobile. Um, yeah, I mean, it's – and they got what they deserved, by the way, for Penn, that. At the, at the same time, Penn State against Michigan – Played uh, Joker and the Thief. As there, I was like, everyone who's stealing, stealing our songs, they're getting what's coming to them. I do want to get mad about it, but the problem is, is like those two, along with Inner Sandman and Seven Nation Armies, played in every college arena everywhere in high school and every. You know. Yeah, but Kentucky never kicks off with We Ready. No, like, I thought they. Yeah, don't they have the? They the, do that. It's a party, but yeah, they're, they're, but that's not their kickoff song. They got the street party with Grover, right? Grove Street Party. Yeah, yeah. like they, with it, the Waka Waka guy. They do that like kind of at their big moments. It'd be like us kicking off with Grove Street Party. Yeah, that's yeah, I agree. They shouldn't have kicked off with it. I mean, if they want to play at some point in like the second quarter or something, because you know, it's one of those songs they play too. But yeah, that's not your opening tune. Get get with it, man. Quit trying to copy us. The first they're gonna try to hire Brian Brom, aren't they? So they did like a well, they already tried that. They, they, yeah. they did like a mock there was like a mock song that to that song when they was like they made it like Calipari, Calipari. And for a long time I thought that was the actual song. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, Dan, I was like, they're playing the Calipari song for football. What are they doing here? And then I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm an idiot. Why is the grocery part? Is that just something? Because did they just play it randomly one day and they were like, I think it just happened organically. They, they yeah. played it during. Is he from Lexington or something? No, they brought him to a game once. But like, they played it during like a South Carolina game under the lights when, you know, they, they stormed the field after beating a two and six team or something. And like, everyone was going nuts. It's just one of those things that became kind of like us with the, the Joker and the Thief at the end of the third quarter. Like, it just kind of became like, oh, got a big reaction one time. People wanted it more. And, Got into it, so 
or beginning of Florida State, uh, Louisville, and, two, and back in two thousand, yeah, the, we ready for sure. I, I that's for, how I, that's the first time I've heard that song. I just I'll never get kind of the, the rain coming. I was kind of sloshed already at that point, and I'm walking through the tunnel, and just that song that just blaring. I'm I, I mean, just getting so hyped for a while there when DJ K Dog first started because I would write about his first year, like he played uh, Rough Riders Anthem, and I was like, it, like it, people went nuts, and I was like, this is kind of our thing. And I wrote about it, and like I was like, I was like, this is great. And then he kept playing it, but it would every every time after he played it, something terrible happened. For like the next <laughs> six games, I was like, well, that kind of got that got ruined. It just has to happen. It has to be right. It has to feel good. Yeah, it's organically. You can't force it. Exactly. Uh, Brian Smith, I mean, this in the in the last time he gave us betting advice, it was terrible. It was the uh, the the Davis R.J. Davis making more than one and a half threes against North Carolina. I don't but remember he, that. he did say this in and said the pick of the day from shot quality, which is typically pretty spot on. Is Louisville covering sixteen and a half against Coppin State at Caesars? Okay, because I think the model's overcorrecting a little bit, and this Coppin State team is just that bad. Their model says the average score is going to be eighty four fifty nine. So now we, we I'm, I'm not, regular season wise, our largest win is what? Like it was third? It was a bit? Uh, What's well, one right now? Well, I mean, I mean, in the, <laughs> I'm sorry. In the KP era was the Western game, which we won by eleven, right? Uh, no, we won the, all those games by ten last year. Were they all by 10? Okay. We literally looked this up. I know. That's why I was just reminding you. That's why I'm going to remind me of because, you know, sometimes I have a tendency of forgetting things short term. And my math. Well, no, hold on. You you were right. Oh, the, look at that. The uh, I have a history of, uh, recent history of forgetting things short term. Yeah, come on. We won the Georgia Tech and Clemson games by 10, but the West Kentucky game was by 11. All we do is win double-digit games. And that was our KP. largest victory in the, in the, in the Kenny Payne era. It is the biggest victory in the KP era. The so, first one. I mean... I mean, it's, we should tonight have the largest victory in the KP era. Should. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. I can feel it. Why? No, no, you went from making the Talking Head song sound like, what was that Lighthouse song? The light- <laughs> Once in a lifetime is, a, is the killer song. They used to the NCAA tournament in oh, 2014. Well, one, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good song. But I can't listen to it anymore because they played it during the our Yost UK a bunch. Ruined it for me. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Let's take some text. All right, let's read text. Right. Text says, if the CW had a choice in either airing Louisville versus Coppin State or a rerun of Mad About You, what would they choose? <laughs> I never I never liked Mad About You, which is why I, I clearly was baffled by a 31-year-old secret. If this game were was on the CW tonight, I think we'd lose. <laughs> CW madness knows no bounds. <laughs> How desperate the CW put the it's so sad we can't even get on regular time. I mean, no, I, I like Jody and Ken. I'm glad you're getting shots at streaming, but I mean, we can't be on regular television at this point. We're three games in the season. That's just that's not just us. It's everybody in the ACC that's not playing. That's not Duke right now. Texas, if they lose tonight, you won't have to worry about firing KP before he gets to the locker room. What few fans are there will chase him out of town with pitchforks and torches, much like the end of Frankenstein. <laughs> Texas, I'm fully under the impression the basketball staff has isolated themselves from the university. There is no way Josh Hurd and company wouldn't step in and help after year one. The start to the season is all the proof that I need to see. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm like, you don't think he's, I don't give it to Texas what he's talking about. Yeah, we'll move on. Texas says, Trevor, no one is thanking you for that story. A Kenny Payne press conference had more direction than that story. <laughs> You'll thank me later, trust me. It's like, it's like your parents always say, you'll, you'll thank me later. You'll see. Texas, not that I really want to hear another uh, Kenny Payne press conference, but that is just a plain cop-out from Payne. Like, how cowardly can you be that you just can't handle being asked questions about your team's performance? 
I mean, I don't know what he's worried about. It's not like he was going to actually ever answer any questions truthfully. In now, that I get. That's, that, that, that is 100% I agree with. Texas, Mike sounded so sad when TK asked if you were covering then Coppin State lost tomorrow, LOL. I'm sad, I'm sad all the time now. <laughs> Just constantly sad. We, we have both been constantly. It's been, sad. it's been a sad time. The thing is we get to flip the football fully after like the first hour tomorrow, regardless of what we how we do. Yeah, because we don't play basketball at all next week, right? We'll play on play Sunday and Monday. I stand by my statement. Those will be – I mean, Monday we'll have to react to whatever happens against Texas, and then we'll look ahead. I, I assume we'll probably be playing – Hell, I mean, that, that, actually, that game may be going on while we're on the air. We may have to figure out something for that because I think those game times for, for Monday are like in the afternoon. Wow. The best thing Kenny Payne did for me was give me, give me a Potentially Monday off. Potentially get a day off. Give me a Thursday weekend. That is the best gift he's give, possibly given this program. Don't. <laughs> it's going to end up being like the, the, the loser's game is going to be like the one that's off. Monday. Oh, it'll be at 5. It'll, it'll start at 6.05. No, I tell you what. The, no, so we, we will have to talk about this because if we lose on Sunday, if we lose to Texas on Sunday, the yeah. Monday third place game, the loser game, is going to be at 3.30. Versus likely Indiana, so we would. Is there a game before that? No, the, the winner game. So is, it's a straight three thirty. This off. would be the game that we would win. So we'd have to do the show and then be up. Well, I thought so we far. weren't allowed to do the. I, I thought, We're not. Yeah. So we will be. I, I, we will probably not be on the air on, on Monday. We'll have to work something out. We'll figure something out. The thing is, I mean. We're probably going to do the same thing for the UK game then. Like I asked earlier, like, can we just take that day off? <laughs> well, I haven't talked to you about this. Like we, I assume we're going to do a show on Friday after Thanksgiving. Because yeah, we've done the last two years, right? We have, and, and this year's game is the biggest one that we've had. Yeah, I have so. no problem. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say there's never anybody else here, but that's just any other normal day. So. And Keith's off next week, and he's already volunteered to come in and do some radio, so we may get him on Friday and just yeah, I'm, I'm nerd down, football, yeah, full football talk. Plus, I just I think I think I've just, I think I've just, I figured out yesterday that I think I'm going to go, go a different route for Thanksgiving with the turkey and stuff. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, just to say it involves Popeyes. Texture says, "Can we talk about Jada Pickett?" Jada Pickett-Smith, instead of basketball, at least her drama is kind of entertaining. I'm not telling a story about Jada Pickett. I've already, I've already burnt my story bridge today, so sorry. Tiger says, you know when I wake up each morning, I kind of smile because I know we're another day closer to firing Kenny. <laughs> I think we're, we, we're, we're reaching a limit on the Allen Electrical jokes. Like, we need, we need, we need, there's been, <laughs> we got to go, yeah, yeah, but there's no like just in my driveway. You got to be more original with it. That's, I, I think we were, we've. Yeah, we, that's at least a little step forward. But let's keep moving forward. Let's keep evolving here. Just wait. You can't shoot bald eagles anymore. Well, there goes my weekend. <laughs> Texas, Trevor, you have to put the drone together to get it up in the sky to accidentally kill an eagle. That's I could throw it. <laughs> uh, Scoose texted in and said the birds were in the wrong spot at the wrong time. As far as I'm concerned. All right, whatever. There, Randy Johnson. He's a killer. Texas, I listened to a national fo- football pod today that made the same point that Trevor just did. If Miami bad, if Miami had Brom, they said that they'd be six point favorites in this game. Well, I'm not. I think they're probably right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't was referring to the spread in this game, but yeah, if they're six and four, you have Brom. That team's six and. I mean, yeah, I think they only have one loss. I think Brom knows how to count to forty, so they would beat Georgia Tech. Like that wouldn't have been an issue. He would have taken a knee. Yeah, that would have happened. They probably they don't lose the game to to was it Virginia? They 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 beat Virginia, Carolina. They beat they lost two by ten. Wrong. I could see him winning that game. The defense would have been better. So yeah, their their four losses. They I mean, had a chance to beat FSU last week. I mean, they probably don't lose NC State twenty to six for sure. 
I mean, you mentioned, I mean, maybe North Carolina, that was a shootout. You mentioned, you know, yeah, that's and the they, only loss they may have is probably maybe Florida State. And that was a game that they were in as is. I mean, and I, I'm, trust me, I, I, I expect Brom to, to even play better than that with the team he coaches when we play Florida State. They've got players, too. I know. They've always had, Miami always has players. Texas, I saw Keith Sweat at Old Cardinal Stadium, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Thank you, Texer. I saw him and still didn't get anything from my date. He was always at the State Fair back in the day. Keith Sweat was the man. He's Te- still the man. Texas, is interesting. You two are snippy with each other before a beatball game. Look, tensions are running high. About to get- yeah, we're never liked. We're, we're always lovey-dovey when it's football predictions. This is like, you know, it's, it's like a married couple when the kids have been misbehaving. It's not really about the problems we have with each other. It's about... Little little Timmy getting a bad grade at school. Stop projecting your Kenny Bain hate on me, Mike. I, we've both had bad days at work. Really we're just like that story. We're bringing our work home. Unfortunately for us, this this home is our work. Look how much happier we're going to be on Friday. <laughs> Damn it, KP, you're tearing this family apart. You fast forward 48 hours. I'm like, that was an incredible story, Trevor. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> I went home and thought. I went home and thought about it. I was laying in bed with Mary, and I'm like, we're talking a story. She's it was like, a great story. That's actually very entertaining. It's very, very detailed. People all over St. Matthews were just stopping me on the street and being I, like, hey, I looked it up. That Mad About You episode is crazy. 14 and a half million people. How did they forget? Are they all dead? How did we forget about it? Apparently, I, I've been corrected on the, the next week thing. JCPS does go to school on Monday and Tuesday. But oh, Catholic well, schools extra day then. Okay. and most grade schools are off all next week. So, wait a minute. Well, so middle school and high school public schools go, but grade schools don't. I guess it's kind of weird. I thought they would all have like the same like schedule. I guess we have to get the whole week off anyway. Well, they shouldn't. Yeah, they don't need the whole week off. Here's the thing about those weeks: the whole year doing class on computers at home. I mean, it was on. worth going to school on those days because you get the extra days off. Because you know nobody's giving you like tests when you have a two day week. Like those two days were jokes. You just like went in, got stuff done, then you like a, a four day weekend. Oh, you watched a movie on Wednesday. Exactly, it's worth having those days because then yeah. you get extra days off at other times. Like that's just it was stupid. Like just. Plus, I mean, if, if you if you start adding the days, it takes away the, the, the significant value of the, when I was a kid growing up, knowing I'm getting a four day weekend at Thanksgiving. Yeah, like that and Christmas vacation were like, I mean, those are circled. I mean, those were calendar dates. Texas says truly already teach uh, teasing posting the no nonsense Louisville pick tonight. Yeah. By the way, parenthesis name true. By the way, it's it, truly not Evan Daniels. Okay, you skipped it. Like you know, maybe yeah, uh, yeah. I I think that they know Evan Daniels very well. That's true. Is the person, but you know Evan. I know Evan pretty well. Yeah. Texas, the best way to fix the basketball attendance problem is to allow homeless in for free. It's a great <laughs> PR and allows the less fortunate to feel a sense of warmth for a couple of hours before they go back. <laughs> They're all wearing puppy shirts. <laughs> Not the worst idea the text line said. That's <laughs> you do kill two birds with one stone. And I'm I don't mean the probably a bad phrase to use on a show that we've talked about killing so many birds. Texas says Mac Wilkinson had more plays than Daniel Cameron. Mr. Leave it on the field. Ha ha. <laughs> the guy lost his race, man. You don't have to take it. on Daniel Cameron. Oh, yeah, he lost he already got beaten the pre- uh, the governor governor, right? Mayor? President? Governor. Governor, okay. <laughs> Senate? <laughs> he already got beat. We don't need to pile on him there. Today, okay. <laughs> this would it be wrong for me to hope for a non-fatal outbreak of the next COVID strain that would last for one week if it happened during championship week? Mike, you and the fam would be immune, of course. <laughs> wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Why, why would we want COVID strain for championship week? Oh, for, for basketball this year. To cancel the postseason again. <laughs> like it did in 2020. 
Mary last night was like, she was frantically like, she's like, we got to find a way to get out of this game against Kentucky. Like we, I was like, it doesn't work. I was like, you can't do that anymore. We, we you don't have. You caught a bomb threat. I, I was like, we di- we did it in 2021. It didn't play great then. I don't know if we're gonna be able to. I, I, you can't just like have guys get sick and be like, we're not playing anymore. We're gonna have to play the game this year. I do hate that it's at the Yum Center too. I prefer it just to be at Rub. And just might get, as well just get it over with. Just put it at broadband. I mean, Kenny Payne's gonna get the biggest reaction of the year for that game if he's still our coach, because all the UK fans in attendance are gonna. He got a huge ovation last year. He's at, at Rub it's the only game in the M Center of his career he's gonna be cheered. He was cheered. He still gets cheered, and the fans that show up have not booed him or anything like that. But the, the cheers were louder this time last year for sure. Texas Mike Juan Dixon is on the Real Housewives of Potomac. It sure is interesting to watch him discuss losing his coaching job at Coppin State. He was fired amid a sexual harassment lawsuit. Really? Per the tea spilled on the Real Housewives of Potomac. Well, it probably got lost in the shuffle because he was so bad. I was going to say, I was like, wait. You didn't need a sexual harassment lawsuit to get he him fired. He never won more. He only won 10 the games once in like six years. And they went 9 they and 23. They sexual harassment fee to fire him? Yeah, they went 9 and 23 last year. I don't think anybody was like, ooh, something's got to be going on here. You, yeah. you don't just fire a nine and twenty three head coach for nothing. I don't think the smack on the secretary's backside is what put him over the top of getting fired. It probably didn't help, but you know. I do like the, the one com- the first comment on the, the Car Chronicle post is like, Oh, compensate fired its coach after a nine win season last year. It's like they have do they have better standards than we do. Plus I was about to make the statement. I was like, Real Housewives of Potomac. I don't even, is Potomac even a real place? What is Potomac? The region. Like are we that bad at like Real Housewives were at a place that didn't even like doesn't even exist? Well, I mean, it's it's a big river, and I think it's the yeah, but it doesn't sound fancy. Like real housewives of like L.A. or Orange County, or there's places that are like you know, have like what's Potomac? I don't even know where, where is that. It's a community. Where in Maryland? Like that's the, the best thing. That's, that's the D.C. area. Man, we are stretching for straws on real housewives shows. That's, I don't think so. Did, did, did you skipped over the cop? Was that right by white by Whitehead? True. What is that? Coppin State's the one who undercut him. Oh, was that that game? That's the, with the yeah. That's why the, I'm the famous clip of him like falling Be, on his yeah, head and being turned into like an accordion. Yeah, was that? I didn't know. Was that Coppin State? Uh, that's what the texture said. Now the the video I think is still on YouTube. Let me look it up real quick because I remember for a long I time I don't remember at all who they were playing. That I, I, I hadn't even thought about the, the opponent. Actually. I, I remember it was Patino's first year, and that sounds like about the right time. Let's look it up. Here's the video. You Luke skipped Whitehead. it, so I didn't know if it was some reason. Well, I thought it was somebody who was guessing who the second leading score was. So, oh, we already okay. we already covered that. Um, let's see here. I'm watching the video, watching the video. Um, God, the, the grainy footage makes it impossible to see what the jerseys actually say. It looks like Coppin State. Was it? So it was good call in the text. We're out for blood tonight. And Boykin is the, is the video. He's the guy who's pictured in the, in the, the video. I'd like calling. to point out the, 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 the one texter in this, of all of our uh, listeners that pulled that out. Good call, buddy. Patino there, crouching down next to him on the floor. That's insane. That's, I, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Hoppin' State. He scored 11 points in that game. After that, that I mean, that's, that's the videos. Yeah. That's Texas says, why are they even on the schedule if they're so awful? Why schedule this game? Because we want to have more wins <laughs> than we had left. I think that our entire schedule is built for that. But why, Mike? Why? Just imagine Rick Pitino looking at the schedule. It's, I mean, the thing is, you know, you, you don't schedule teams like this because you don't want to hurt your net ranking. In the past, it was not wanting to hurt your RPI. We're not really concerned with that right now. We put together a non-conference schedule that very clearly was meant to try and stack some wins up so we could you know, not flirt with being a single-digit win team again. It may not help in the end because we Chattanooga should have been a bad team on the schedule. But think about this, too. In any other year, we would have one more really tough game on the non-conference schedule because we would be in the ACC-SEC Challenge. We don't have that. 
We ended up scheduling, I think, Pepperdine was the team that we added as a result of that, a team that is supposed to not be very good this year, not good, terrible on the road. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, schedule's bad. It's supposed to make me feel better about something in some way? No. Okay, good, because it wasn't working. It wasn't the intention. Texas says, in the event that the cards hold on for a win tonight, what odd post-game flex will KP have as he breaks in the glory of another top six win of his tenure? More cleanup talk. I'm hoping for something fresh. Do you think that KP will have to do a little chest thumping if they win this game tonight? Yeah, and he'll tell us how good that team is. I don't think he'll do that. Oh, he will. I, I do I, think he'll be like, you're seeing some of the signs. Like it's a pro- I, think, I think he'll really harp on the, it's a process. You've got to wait and see. Like We're, we're building things. We're getting better. I think that's going to be the big message if we win tonight by like 20. I got, you want a little, little, little uh, gentleman's wager here? Five bucks in win or lose. If KB does the press conference, he will say that that other team is well coached and, and very talented. I don't think he'll go well coached, very talented. He does it in every game, doesn't he? He'll say that they're like, well, I can see him doing like some variation of like, yeah, they're well coached. That, that's just like normal coach speak. It's coming. Texas says, I just used $200 of free bets to take Coppin State money line plus 1100 we're not losing this. At least game. it was free bets. We're not losing this game. Texas Mike the Mike the start was Danny comparing himself to Josh Nickelberry. We were ranked and had just beaten a ranked Virginia Virginia Tech team when that happened. He also referred to him as the the microwave, and he promptly went two of twenty. His next twenty three from three. Benny Johnson is insulted by that. Josh Nickelberry. That was a bad moment for the podcast. Great nickname. Yeah, the next couple of pods, we, Danny had to apologize. <laughs> I haven't really had to apologize, have I? Well, you just don't apologize. That's a good point. Very well said. Texas says the ticket. Oh, this this is the guy who got the ticket before the Virginia Tech game for the Virginia game for walking, oh, walking close on to the train trains. tracks. Yeah, to the ticket for the train tracks got paid. I could have bought fifty of those three dollar tickets that Mike was talking about to give to fans in Louisville instead of having to pay for walking next to a train track. Hell, paying Trevor not to tell that story in the beginning <laughs> of today's show would have been better use of that money. That I'm, does suck. I thought he was going to make another joke with that. Like, I wish I was still on the tracks when Trevor started telling that story. He was walking next to the tracks. Did we understand why he was walking by the tracks anyway? Does he have a car? Just, you know, thinking about life. Is he homeless? No. Does he have a handkerchief on a stick? Just train tracks nearby, man. Just exploring. Just having a good time. Okay. Texas says, <laughs> uh, what about Roosevelt? I forgot about Roosevelt Wheeler. He's the one oh, guy yeah, that we have uh, not looked up at BCU. BCU, yeah. Uh, I will look him up now. Uh, I, I actually completely forgot about Rose Wheeler. Well, I, in fairness, though, we did, I'm lose, guess we did lose like a dozen Six players. and a half points. Oh, he's, oh, no. I'm, I'm, he has played 15 total minutes this year. He has not scored. He has not attempted a field goal, but he does have four rebounds. He got two minutes in a, in a game against Samford at VCU. Man. I thought Roosevelt Wheeler had some potential. No, let's give him time. He still was a true freshman last year. He's a sophomore. He's no, was he really? Oh, never mind. He sucks. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he was hurt for most of his high school career, and yeah, and then he, yeah so he was still raw for that. I yeah. thought that's what it was. He missed like a lot of his high school senior year and stuff. Same picture says also. What about Matt Cross? We did look up Matt Cross we the did, other day. Yeah. He's averaging like twelve and a half points for UMass. He's doing well. Is there anyone else we're getting off that team? Like the, so. the the last Chris Mack team, the, the Partridge. Oh, Dre Davis, the Davis brothers. At Seton Hall. Uh, Matt Cross, by the way, is averaging 13 and a half points. He's scored 19 points the other night in a win over Quinny Piek. Dre Davis, I mean, Dre Davis kind of fell off. I think that he played like three games last year and then disappeared, right? He, he, he was good at the beginning of the year. He played more. He ended up getting hurt at the end of the year. His brother was the one who kind of disappeared. Dre's off to a oh, good start at Seton Hall this year. He's played two games. He's averaging 13 and a half points. 
Scored 14 points in their season opening win, 11 points last game, 14 rebounds as well. He's been very active. He's playing a ton of minutes too. Like he's going to be, I think, a big part of their team. Played 30, yeah, played 37 minutes in their first game. Um, I think his his brother he transferred transferred somewhere. I can tell you where. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, tell me where. Notre Dame. Oh. He's played in two games, 20 and a half minutes a game. He's averaging five points and uh, four and a half rebounds. The Notre Dame team is bad. He's gonna put. He's gonna drop 15 and 20 on us. Notre Dame team's bad. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna blow up on us when we play him. Texas. Also, I'll never understand how Louisville seems to get the worst five stars ever. How in the hell were Williamson, King, Shaquan, Aaron, and BHH five star prospects? I don't think Shaquan was was not a five. He might have been. I thought he was like a three. He had good. No, he had good high school accolades. He was the highest ranked player in that class, but he I don't think was a five star. I would have gone character if I was going to make that reference or Terrence Jennings. Character didn't end up a five star either. Wasn't him or Jennings? I thought they were borderline there. Weren't they close to four or five star? I think they were close, but they were not five. Jennings was too, right in that area. Yeah, because character fell way far after his initial hype. I mean, remember we looked up the highest ranked Louisville basketball recruits of all time, and it's a. I mean, it's a comedy of errors. It is, yeah. Carlos Hurts on there. We, we, we've now mentioned three times in one show. Apparently. I mean, all of our highest-ranked recruits like either never played here or just weren't that good. Yeah, I mean, the highest is Telfair, right? Samardo is the highest-ranked recruit of all okay, time. Okay, my bad. Telfair is second, who never played here. Do, do you know who the third-highest-ranked recruit in the, in the recruiting era in the history of Louisville basketball is? Keep in mind, you need to emphasize that because you know, we had like the McCrays were McDonald's All-American. This is since, so since, since yeah. 1999-2000. Herbert Selson was McDonald's All-American. Um you're yeah, not going to get it. I know we've we've talked. It's a very recent player. Who was it? Remind me, Samuel Williamson. That's true. now, and that's at least my point. The Williamson and this Texas. I don't want to say his defense, but he also was one of those guys that was like a like middle four star and just blew up for some reason. And Kim McDonald's All American. Yeah, and then sixteenth in the class. So the, the highest ranked players. I'll read through the list really quickly. Yeah. Tomorrow so Samuels is one. He was fine for two years here. Was a, was a good player, but certainly not as good as we, we thought I'd he was going to be. That, yeah. Telfair, number two, never played here. Yeah. Williamson, number three, bust. bust. Brian Bowen is number four. Bust. Practiced well, a couple times. That was it. I'm the best, yeah. Speaking of, he number his, five. I'm sorry, he got us busted. Speaking of, number five is Trenton Flowers. <laughs> number six is Dennis Evans. <laughs> so three of the five didn't even play here. Three of the five, top five did not even play here. Dennis Evans is number six. Well, okay. Amir Johnson. Is number seven. Uh, yes, uh, Amir John, who had a really good NBA career, surprisingly. Shane Bahannon is number eight. VJ King is number nine. Wayne Blackshear is number 10. Malik Williams is number 11. Shaquan Aaron is number 12. You've got to get down to 13 and Donovan Mitchell to find somebody who you're like, okay, he worked out. Brian Harvey is number 14. Oh, God. Long Beach State. Terry Rozier is 15. That's where he transferred to. I remember him. Yeah. Earl Clark is 16. Juan Palacio, 17. Dangadel, 18. Derek Character is 19. And then Chris Jones, Juco, is 20. I hadn't thought about Brian Harvey's name in so long. Congrats, by the way. I see Quentin Sider is number 22. Congrats to him. I just found out uh, his dad announced the other day that his, he's having twins. One boy, one girl. Scott? Quentin, yeah. Oh, okay. Scott, Scott's not having twins. This guy's this guy can't handle twins at his age. Uh, Quentin's having, he's having <laughs> Quentin's twins. Quentin's Okay, that's good. Okay. Congrats to him. I was about to get worried for Scott. I was like, dude, what are you doing, dude? All right, we've got... Uh, I mean, like 50. <laughs> we've got uh, a couple minutes here. We'll make some predictions about the UFL game in a, in a second. We do also have, once again, our, our action picks are terrible. Oh, no. I mean... Toledo lost in overtime last night to Eastern Michigan. But tonight... Yeah. We're back. We're better than ever. Buffalo is 3-7 and seven on the road, taking on Miami of Ohio, who suddenly has life in the MAC title race. The Red Hawks are 8-2. and two. They are a 7.5-point home favorite in Oxford at Yeager Stadium. 
TK, who you like? Um, in honor of um, my man, our man Kent Taylor calling the game tonight, I'm going to go with his Miami team, despite the fact they, they changed their name from the 90s. I saw the basketball with the original name on it, but I can't say it. I'm going Miami winning cover. Yeah, so that's Oliver Rutherford, his fighting uh, Red Hawks. They win tonight. They win and they cover. All right, Louisville Coppin State, game of the century, coming up in about an hour. 40 minutes for the rest of our lives, Trev. Cars are a 17-and-a-half point favorite. Do we get win number two and get back over 500 in year two in the Kenny Payne era tonight? Um, I'd love to be a joking hater and say no, but I think Louisville does get the win tonight. Uh, I'm going to say cards win 76-72. to uh, Louisville at one point trails in the second half. And at one point, Louisville will trail in this game by close to double digits in the first half. Uh, but they will come back. They will win. Louisville's leading score will be Trey White or Sky Clark because basically they're going to take like 90% of the shots because none of them either pass to each other. So Let the record show that this pick is in no way an indication of how I feel about the remainder of the season. It's more about Coppin State than it is about Louisville. It's what I said about Michigan St. John's the other night. Louisville's going to win tonight 82-64. to I will feel no better about the rest of the season or the Kenny Payne era. But for tonight... They will, I guess, quote unquote, take care of business. We got the pregame show coming up next here on 970 WGTK 1450. We'll be back to its regular programming. We will uh, see you guys back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Beat Coppin State. Kentucky Alice, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the big X.